Welcome to the Steve Travelly Show on demand. Don't forget to follow this show so you never miss a minute. In Jersey, 101.5. What the hell are you doing here? From the streets of Union City to your nighttime radio, Steve Travelly keeps you in the Jersey no. There we go. Tuesday night in New Jersey. Steve Trevelace, you and me hanging out till 11 o'clock talking all things Jersey. Because that's what we do here. So much to talk about at 1-800-283-101.5. So much to read about at nj1015.com. Uh, go check out the post today. Uh, the things that mama used to say. We're talking about Jersey moms. Jersey moms ain't like any other mom. Because Jersey moms used to be Jersey girls. And uh, they don't take nothing either. So uh, that's on the page. As well as uh, if you're going down the shore and you want to get some good pizza, maybe you'd like to eat where David Portnoy likes. And uh, I got all the David Portnoy shore pizza reviews up there as well for you. Because I, I think about you. I worry about you. I want to make sure you're happy, you know. Uh, we start this off on a, on a sad note. Um, we talked about mental illness last night. We talked about mental illness versus gun control and the age-old arguments whenever there's a mass shooting. Well, this wasn't a mass shooting. This is a subway death. Jordan Neely was murdered on a New York subway, choked out by a Marine after we, he was um, talking at other passengers, screaming at other passengers. You could say harassing other passengers. And um, going back in time, this happened last week, but when Neely was 18... He took the witness stand against a man convicted of murdering his mother in Bayonne in 2007. The body of 36-year-old Christy Neely was found suffered, stuffed in a suitcase and dumped along the Henry Hudson Parkway in New York. Sean Sutherland had been serving a 30-year prison sentence for Christy Neely's murder. He watched his mother get asphyxiated. And that's the way he would die, Jordan Neely, at the hands of a Marine. His aunt told the Post that he became a complete mess following the brutal murder. Uh, noted that he was schizophrenic while suffering from PTSD and depression. And he'd been arrested uh, 42 times in New York. Law enforcement sources said that Neely had 42 prior arrests on his long rap sheet, most recently for punching a 67-year-old woman in the East Village. In November of 2021, that landed him in jail for over a year, and an arrest warrant for Neely had been issued February 23rd, uh, which is still an ongoing arrest warrant on Neely, who was uh, choked in a subway by a Marine. And the city coroner has ruled it a homicide, but no charges have been filed. Now there are protests in New York. Uh, my question to you, is what a couple of things here what should be done you know it's it, is it, it it's it never should have gotten to this point how can this mentally ill human being be on the streets committing these kind of crimes get 42 arrests and still be on the street he's wearing a michael jackson outfit running up and down the subway screaming at people and in this situation uh the marine 
uh, ended up subduing him and ended up choking him to death in a chokehold. Now, what happens? If you go to nj1015.com, there's an article here saying the potential criminal charges uh, might depend on whether a reasonable New Yorker would have acted similarly. Neely, a known uh, Michael Jackson impersonator who friends say suffered from worsening mental health, died last Monday when a fellow rider pulled him to the floor, pinned him with a hold taught in combat training. Neely had been screaming at other passengers but hadn't attacked anyone, according to a freelance journalist who recorded video of his final minutes. Imagine that. You look at the headline, you see the picture of this man being choked. This man, who, the man who administered the chokehold, uh, Daniel Penny, said through lawyers on Friday that he was only protecting himself after Neely threatened him and other passengers. Daniel never intended to harm Mr. Neely, could not have foreseen his untimely death, said his lawyers, uh, who are uh, Thomas Kenneth and Stephen Razor. The Manhattan District Attorney's Office is investigating the incident. No charges have been announced. So my question to you. 1-800-283-101.5. What would you make? What do you make of this? Would you charge Daniel with murder? Would you charge him at all? Daniel Penny. You've got to try. You've got to charge him with something. You can't just, you know, unless, there, unless he was actually defending himself. And do they have proof of that? If a case does go forward and arguments of self-defense would likely brush up against a tricky legal statement, according to Mark Bettero, a former assistant district attorney in Manhattan, under New York's penal code, a person who uses deadly force must not only prove they feared for their own life or someone else's, but that any reasonable person would have felt the same way. So you're a reasonable person. Based on what you've just heard, how would you feel? Should this man be charged? Should he not be charged? Uh, suppose the Marine says, I honest to God thought I had no choice but to save someone. The question would be whether an objectively reasonable person in his circumstances would have felt the same, Bedero said. Uh, the interpretation of that statute was last clarified by the state's highest court in 1986 in response to Bernard Getz shooting of four teenagers aboard a subway an infamous case that has drawn comparisons to Neely's death. In 1984, Getz, who was white, shot four young black men after one of them asked for his uh, asked him for five dollars. Getz, he thought he was being robbed. A jury ultimately acquitted Getz of attempted murder, but convicted him of carrying an unlicensed handgun. So one eight hundred two eight three one zero one point five. Again, a couple of things here. Uh, should the man be charged? He's a Marine veteran. Could he have applied less pressure? Did he have to kill him? This, the, the, the story of Jordan Neely is just so unbelievably sad that this man's life ended at 18 years old and then ended for real on Monday. You know, and if this man gets off, what happens to, you know, to, to other people, other mentally ill people? who fall through the cracks of the New York City Police Department, 42 arrests, and this guy's still out on the street, in that situation, putting Daniel Penny in that situation. 1-800-283-101.5. What would you do here? And uh, also, have you ever been in a situation on a New York City subway where you feared for your life, where you feared for your safety? 
1-800-283-101.5. This is just so incredibly sad that this had to happen. John's in Westfield on New Jersey 101.5. John, what are you thinking? Well, I uh, I don't think he should be charged with anything because he, uh, even if he has a background in the military, whatever it is, he was protecting. It's probably his nature of what he does. But if you work in the city and you, you deal with these people on a daily basis on the subway, every single day you see another crazy, and it's just a matter of time before they're going to do something. And this guy just happened to be in the wrong place at the wrong time. Both yeah. So it, it, it really is a shame. Well, that's the whole thing. You know, he didn't intend to kill him. Surely the guy didn't want to die. And uh, this is a mental health issue. The guy's clearly crazy. You know, I mean, uh, he, he, you hear all the things he's suffering from, schizophrenia, PTSD. There's, and he fell through the cracks. And it's a bad situation. But... If he doesn't get charged, does that open to make it open season on anyone in the subway? Uh, you know, anytime you see someone freaking out on the subway, can you go kill him? No, definitely not. But I mean, somebody's got to have the video of whatever it may be. I mean, then you got to prove innocence. Yeah, true. I mean, what we have here is that the, the what we have here. I just mean, really, last time I'll interrupt you. Uh, he'd been seen screaming at other passengers, but hadn't attacked anyone, according to a freelance journalist who recorded his final minutes. Well, he didn't attack them yet. Maybe he was going to, but uh, again, you don't know what they're capable of, and uh, whether the Marine was a big guy, small guy, whatever it is. You've seen a lot of these TikTok videos of crazy people on the subways just acting out, punching people, doing absolutely nothing. Maybe he was just saying, hey, this could be the time where this guy's going to act out. Let me see what I could do. But uh, all for the Marine, I think he did a great job. He did the right thing. I don't know if I would have done the same thing because people say you, you're better off just running and avoiding the confrontation and the mess afterwards. All right, John. Good stuff. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Your thoughts? We got Jeffrey. We got Michael. We got some calls coming in. Spring is finally here. You're back outside doing what you love the most. Is pain holding you back? Don't you want to enjoy life without pain? Well, you need to go to Trinity Rehab. Trinity Rehab can help. Pain or even age is no excuse. Trinity Rehab is unlike any place you've ever tried. No prescription needed. Same-day appointments. Fast results. Trinity Rehab actually fixes the pain instead of masking it. Call Trinity Rehab at 800-518-097. Or go to trinity-rehab.com. Be sure to ask about their EPAP therapy. It's cutting-edge acoustic pressure wave therapy that breaks up scar tissue, enhances healing, frees you from pain fast. In fact, most patients see results in three five-minute sessions, and no prescription is needed to get started. Trinity Rehab has dozens of locations in New Jersey and Pennsylvania, like their newest ones in Woodbridge, Flemington, Toms River, and Wall. So you know there's one near you. For more details, visit trinity-rehab.com. That's trinity-rehab.com. Here's fast traffic. Veterans, this summer take a shortcation. New Jersey 101.5 is giving you a free Jersey shortcation to the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Atlantic City. Listen at 9 a.m., 2 p.m., and 5 p.m. for our secret code word. Enter it on a New Jersey 101.5 app to win your Jersey shortcation. There's three winners every weekday. Thanks to our sponsor, Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Atlantic City. Book your summer escape today at HardRockHotelAtlanticCity.com. You can win a free shortcation. Good luck from New Jersey. 101.5. Talking about Jordan Neely. Uh, choked out on New York City subway. He was mentally ill, suffered from schizophrenia, PTSD, and uh, was yelling at passengers. Um, should the man who choked him out be charged. Uh, he's been ruled a homicide. He has not been charged yet. Your thoughts. Let's go to Phil in Colts Neck on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Phil. 
Hey, how you doing? Good. How about you? I listen to you a lot at night. It's good to talk to you. Same here. What are you thinking? I'm thinking um, I'm a longtime wrestling coach, wrestled for many years, and um, he's, he's got to be charged. I mean, you in the MMA, when they have the ultimate fighting type stuff, when the guy taps, taps you, that means he's getting choked out in many cases. And um, you've got to know a person who knows an ex-Marine, who knows self-defense, knows how much pressure you can give to choke a person out. You know when you have to let up a little bit. Even though you let him up a little bit, he's still going to be in control. He's not going to get out. Well, that's the question. At what point does this guy, you know, does this guy realize I got this guy? I don't have to continue on. Like they, they was in the in the story. It says that the guy was laying there limp, and the guy was still holding on. Right. You can, but you can feel that when he needs, when he can't breathe. You can see his arm in the air, and he's like reaching up. You know, that's like he's like tapping out at that point. That guy's controlling that arm. So he, at that point, you just loosen up a little bit for he can breathe. It doesn't mean you got to let him go. Right. You just loosen him up. And anyone who's self-defense knows that there's no reason to keep the chokehold there. You just can hold him in a position where he's still in pain because you got the neck and you got one arm up in the air and you got him nice and tight. And my, my other thing is if this was, a, let's say, a 19-year-old kid partying in the city, he starts mouthing off at the, at, in, a, in, a, um, in a train or a subway, um, what would happen now if the 19-year-old kid who's, just having a good time, mouse off, and somebody does the same thing, they, they, he definitely would be charged. All right, Phil. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Jeffrey is in Edison on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Jeffrey. Hey, how you, hey, how you doing? Long time listener. I'm glad you're here. What are you thinking? I agree with everything the last caller just said. He definitely should be charged. If you look at the video, right. you see as he was choking him, the one, someone who was standing there actually lifted the guy's arm up, and the guy's arm went limp. And went down. The guy continued choking him, and he continued with force because he was rocking back and forth, applying more pressure to the guy and killed him. If I get my car right now and hit somebody and kill him, I get charged. I get charged with vehicular manslaughter. For him not to be charged is is is, is ridiculous. He killed the person. He killed, he he can't say self defense because his life with nobody else's life was in danger. Yeah, the guy might have been annoying. He might have been doing what you know bothering people. But he didn't deserve to die. But that's another issue that we haven't addressed in this country about mental illness. Well, that's the thing. That's why I'm bringing this up. That's what we were talking about last night. And here's another example. This guy had this day. Uh, Jordan Neely had 42 arrests. See, you know, uh, and he's walking the streets. And every time the New York City police keep bouncing him back out on the street, the last woman that he sl- that he smacked, 67 year old woman, said they told me they had him, and within hours they bounced him out. So he's in this position partly because of that. And both these men are in this position because of the, you know, right. because of the way justice is being done in New York. Uh, not only New York, everywhere. I mean, we really have to, we really have to address this problem, this mental illness problem in this country. Um, this guy should have never been killed. He was, like I said, his, that, his life and nobody else's life was in danger. I mean, he could have just pushed the guy to the side or whatever. And, and went on about his business. But when you look at that video, he clearly, clearly intended on killing that guy. He applied all types of pressure, and he didn't let up after the guy was unconscious. He, he had he had no re- other no reason to continue to choke hold once this guy was unconscious. That's the thing. 
and you see the picture of him laying there holding a guy, you see the guy, you know, you see Neely just, you know, limp right there. Jeffrey, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. The argument that the case goes forward in argument of self-defense would brush up against a tricky legal requirement, according to uh, Mark Badero, former assistant district attorney in Manhattan. Under New York's penal code, a person who uses deadly force must not only prove that they feared for their own life or someone else's, but that any reasonable person would have felt the same way. Now they got to go believe. They got to go find reasonable people. They got to get a jury full of reasonable people who would agree. Do you? 1 800 283 101.5. David is in Woodbridge on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, David. Hey, Steve. It's me, Toe 48, man. How you doing? There he is. What's going on? There he is. All right. What's going on, man? How you doing? I'm doing good. You? Yeah, I'm hanging in there, hanging in there. I can't believe it's getting warmer. All right, finally. <laughs> what are you thinking? So here's the deal, Steve. So um, your show is awesome. You need to be on Fridays. That's the first thing, okay? <laughs> I, I, I kind of like my Fridays. Yeah, I, I got a big yeah, on you the, want three day weekend. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I love Big Joe's Jersey House Party. I listen every yeah. Friday. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so my buddy was NCO in the Marines. Right. And when I was in D.C., my buddy was in the Marines at Fort Myer. So I've been around military people all all over the place. Right. Okay. My buddy's like, you know, Dave, they train the Marines to kill in a thousand different ways. And I'm like, that's when you're at war. You're not at war. Well, you know, you're not at war in the subway. I know people are going to go, okay, shut up. You're not at war. The guy came up behind him and put him in a chokehold. You don't p- come up, sneak up behind somebody if they're threatening you. They're, they should be coming at you from the front. Mm-hmm. That And the guy was much bigger than he was. And I read a legitimate source, not TMZ or the NY Post, that the guy choked them for 15 minutes. That is ridiculous. He should go to Leavenworth. And it's, it's it was a, that's ridiculous. That's just ridiculous. I mean, really? I mean, you don't have enough common sense to realize when the guy is subdued. Oh, he's not moving anymore. I guess I can let go. No, you just hold him there until he until he's dead. Four minutes without air, you're finished. So they, I, I, I read verified that he held him in a chokehold for 15 minutes. That's 15 years minimum in prison. I worked at the DOJ in Washington. Mm-hmm. I know what the heck I'm talking about. All right, Jay and David, I got to hit the news, but thanks for calling New Jersey 101.5. It's 730. Another 315 minutes on New Jersey 101.5. Weather brought to you by W. Danley Electrical. Weather is unpredictable, but with a Generac automatic standby generator from W. Danley, you'll always have power. Right now, get 0% financing with payments as low as $139 a month. Visit Danley911.com. Terms and conditions apply. All right, Jordan Neely uh, suffered from mental illness. He watched his mom get choked to death. Uh, when he was 18 years old, he testified in Bayonne about it. He hadn't been the same ever since, according to his aunt, suffered from uh, schizophrenia, suffered from PTSD, ended up uh, dressing as Michael Jackson and running up and down, harassing people on the New York City subways. Until last Monday, when he came in contact with uh, ex-Marine uh, William D- Daniel Penny. And uh, Penny ended up uh, basically... Uh, according to an eyewitness here, uh, and this is, uh, you know, according to an eyewitness, 
Uh, he'd been screaming at other passengers, hadn't attacked anyone. Freelance journalist recorded video of his final minutes. The ex-Marine ended up coming up behind him and choked him out. The New York City medical examiner ruled it a homicide. No charges have been filed. They are protesting in New York right now. Uh, there's a law in New York that basically says uh, in the defense, uh, would he have acted in a way that any reasonable person would have if they felt the same way. Under New York's penal code, a person who uses deadly force must not only prove they feared for their own life or someone else's, but that any reasonable person would have felt the same way. So if you're on that train, and you see this guy yelling and screaming at people, would you have choked him? 1-800-283-101.5. Teresa is in Forked River on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Teresa. Hi, Terry. Uh, hi, sorry. Uh, I'm Steve. Yes, my son, my son is a former Marine, been right. in there right out of high school. Um, they go into obviously uh, defense mode. Um, did they question this gentleman? Was he in any type of combat? Um, as far as whether he has PTSD, because they're taught to defend and take care of whatever the situation is. This is what I'm saying. Nobody's addressing anything like that. He was in the Marines from military records show he served in the Corps from 2017 to 2021, rising to the rank of sergeant. Uh, his lawyers say he is now a college student. Years. Yeah, my son was in there 10 years, okay. and he suffers from PTSD. He flew with President Obama. He was on the elite squad. He went to Afghanistan, and he suffers from PTSD. And I actually addressed this. So you're saying this could be two cases of mental illness? Well, yes. Exactly. It can be because when they're when they're addressed, it depends on where he served, what he did. Right. Um, he's trying to protect and serve. If he sees that there's something going on and he's trying to defend the other people in there besides himself, this is what might have happened. And nobody's bringing that up. OK, but what you know, again, you can the guy wasn't, you know, whether or not we don't know what he would have done. And from what we're hearing that happened, uh, he was just screaming at other passengers. So does the Marine sergeant have a knowledge of when to let up the chokehold? Is he is he applying the hold with the intention of killing him? Or is he applying the hold with the intention of subduing him? He could have went in defense mode. That's what I'm saying. Nobody's addressing okay. how he might have had flashbacks, depending where he served, what he went and seen. All right, you're putting a lot into it because the lawyer, let me ask you this then, Teresa. Why hadn't the lawyer, his lawyers, brought that up? I don't know. I, I didn't look into the legalities. I'm just listening All right. to the radio now. And this is what I'm saying. Everybody right away is like, yeah, he should have let up, should have let up. But if this gentleman, the Marine, uh, actually had flashbacks and things that he went through, he's seeing another side that nobody else is seeing. All right, let's see if that comes out in court. Good, you know, good insight. Um, the man who administered the chokehold, Daniel Penny, said through his lawyers Friday he was only protecting himself after nearly threatened him and other passengers. Uh, Daniel never intended to harm Mr. Neely, could not have foreseen his untimely death, said his lawyers, uh, Thomas Kenneth and Stephen Razor. Curtis is in North Brunswick under Jersey 101.5. Hey, Curtis. What's up, buddy? There he is. What are you doing? Listen, I'm picking back off of the lady that just talked to you. Uh-huh. 
you can't. Yeah. What, what are we going to do? You, you, they're targeting the police. They're targeting the Marines. What are we going to do? I'm, I'm a former uh, BDF soldier officer. What are we going to do? Just don't do nothing? No, but. Okay, so this is this is the question. So should he be charged? Should he not be charged? We don't know. I don't know. Okay. Well, once I to you, what are you going to do? Just stand up there and get attacked? Is there a, all right, if he wasn't attacking yet, is there a way to have subdued him without killing him? No. Suppose somebody come after you, and you or, or somebody comes after you with a knife or gun or something. But he wasn't doing that. I understand that. Yes, but there's people that do that. That's what I'm saying to you. But he wasn't one of them. Everybody's going toward the police, and they, we need police, and we need uh, BDF. We need. Oh, absolutely, uh, absolutely. That's what that's what makes this so hard, Curtis. You know, that's what makes this so hard. This wasn't intentional. All right, good. So what do we need to do? That well, this is the question. You know, if if the marine is going to subdue him, uh, the guy is the guy is yelling at people. That's all we know. Right. right from what from what we've the testimony that we've got here from what we what we've got in the story the guy is yelling at people hasn't attacked anybody yet he's been yelling at people on the trains like I said he's mentally ill forty two arrests he's still on the street but that's New York what can you do uh, yes, but I now the marine comes up behind I him saw it happen before. I saw it happen before in my country okay I saw it happen before in Barbados so should he be so you're saying he shouldn't be charged no no I just said to you. I saw it happen before. I never say he's supposed to be charged. Okay. I saw him before. They came after my uncle in the BDF and kill him. Oh, so man. he's supposed to protect himself. He's dead. My uncle is dead. I'm sorry to hear that. All right, Curtis. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Your thoughts, 1-800-283-101.5. Should the Marine who applied the deadly chokehold on Jordan Neely be charged? Hasn't yet. When you are retiring and need to make a move, call Robert Dukansky of REMAX First Advantage. He has buyers lined up to get your home sold faster for more money than you thought possible. Hal and Wendy were retiring, wanted to make a move to Florida, be closer to the family, so they listed their Edison home with Rob and his team. They were on their way quickly because Rob Rob Superior Marketing produced 33 showings and multiple offers in less than a month, getting the home sold for $565,000, which was $25,000 over the list price. Robert Dukansky of Remax First Advantage does more than put a sign in the yard. He has Superior Marketing to sell your home for the highest price possible. So call the only agent I would call if I needed to sell my home. Call Robert Dukansky at 855-350-1015. That's 855-350-1015. Or online at RobSellsNJ.com or Google RobSellsNJ and then you start breakfast hours. Mother's Day, share with New Jersey 101.5 what your mama used to say. Your mama used to say what? One lucky entry will win mom a pair of sparkling diamond stud earrings worth 2500 bucks. Enter now on our New Jersey 101.5 free app or NJ1015.com. Thanks to our sponsor, Earth Treasures Jewelers, Highway 35 and 36 in Eatontown. The name you know and trust for almost 50 years. This Mother's Day, tell us what Mama used to sing to win from New Jersey, 101.5. All right, should an ex-Marine be charged with choking an unstable rider on a New York subway who'd been screaming at other passengers? Uh, the man I trust with situations like this, the man I would call with this question is actually called me, uh, retired Manalapin detective Bob Forsack. How are you, my friend? 
Good evening, Steve. How are you? All right. You've been listening. What are your thoughts? Everybody wants something done immediately. Charge them. Don't charge them. That's the toughie. That's the tough one. Because the district attorney's office in New York is going to look at everything that went on. And most of it we don't know about. We probably only know about 10% of the entire uh, incident and jump to a conclusion. But the, pro the, but the district attorney's office has to look at what they call in Latin, the Latin term is mens re, which means evil mind, which we say is intent. Right. So they're going to look at everything and try to figure out what the intent was from the Marine. Did he put a headlock on to kill him? Then you charge him. Did he put a headlock on to hold him and keep him? Then you, you could have the opposite, no charge. So it depends on mens re or evil mind. Right now, what about under New York's penal code, a person who uses deadly force, I'm getting this from the Associated Press, a person who uses deadly force must not only prove they feared for their own life or someone else's life, but that any reasonable person would have felt the same way. So it's not only what he's thinking, but what they think everyone else would have thought as well. This is according to Mark Betterell, a former assistant district attorney in Manhattan. Correct. And and by doing that, what they're saying is, if it was you, what would you have thought and done? If it was me, what would I have thought and done? That's where what the average person would do. So they're taking this all in and they're going to come to a conclusion down the road whether to charge him or not. All right. Now, what about this, though? If they don't charge him, does it make it open season for every, lack of a better word, crazy in the New York subway? All these mentally ill people who are let loose in the New York subway system, what happens to them? Could uh, something like this happen in the future is what I'm saying. Well, you know, in New York City, anything can happen at any time. Exactly. But, you know, would it happen again in the future? I'm sure it may. Can we say that it won't happen in the future? No. No. We can't, we can't say. All right, Bob. Great stuff. Again, thank you for coming on, my friend. And, Steve, one more thing. Yeah. You had a caller earlier that, you know, was for charging him. And he said if he was to get behind the wheel of a car and drive and hit somebody and kill them, he'd be charged with vehicular homicide. No, it's not that easy because if you hit somebody with a car, they have to prove reckless, they have to prove excessive speed, or they have to prove drunk. If it's anything other than that, you're not going to get a charge. All right, see, that's the thing. People, you know, people want the charge. They want the decision right away. The Manhattan, uh, the coroner ruled it a homicide. No charges have been filed. So now we wait and see what happens next. Yes, they're working on it. They're investigating it. Yep. All right, Bob. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Steve, hang on. I'm going to give you more time. 1-800-283-101.5. Dominski and Doyle are now available on demand. Shut up. I swear to God. That's ridiculous. Weekday afternoons, Dominski and Doyle are on New Jersey 101.5. But now you can listen to them anytime and anywhere on demand. Is it a big deal? Is it fun? Or is it just like silliness? Subscribe to the Dominski and Doyle show wherever you get podcasts. Or go to our free app and click the On Demand button to hear the show. Hey, Doyle, get on that radio. Dominski and Doyle, now available on demand from New Jersey 101.5.
Yeah, 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 yeah. Steve Trevelis. Talking to you till 11 o'clock at night at 1-800-283-101.5. Go to nj1015.com. Check out the Steve Trevelis page where you will find David Portnoy's uh, top Jersey Shore pizza reviews. You will find the things Mama used to say. Take some of them into the contest. You could win. Uh, what are we giving away? $2,500 in uh, diamond earrings or something like that. Really good deal. Really good prize. Uh, what we're talking about right now is a very, very sad, horrific, tragic story that happened uh, last Monday on the New York City subway system. Jordan Neely. Um Suffering from mental illness, schizophrenia, according to his aunt, PTSD, uh, would dress as Michael Jackson, run up and down the train, yelling at people. He had 42 arrests, uh, and he's still out. And he's still out, right? Uh, among them, he uh, punched a 67-year-old woman who uh, thought he was in jail. She's like, I can't believe he bounced out. And this time, he's on the train, he's uh, yelling at people, and he was choked to death by ex-Marine Daniel Perry. There's been a homicide investigation. Uh, they've ruled it a homicide. Uh, Penny has not been charged. And they're protesting in New York. There's a lot of uh, people over this. This uh, this is a mental illness situation. A uh, man, again, has fallen through the cracks. This will definitely be a Law & Order episode. Uh, but your thoughts on the thing? Uh, Neely's uh, mother was strangled to death in Bayonne. And he dies the same way uh, back in 2007. So uh, what is it? 16 years later. And Neely testified against the man who strangled his mom uh, back in uh, 2007. Steve is in Sayreville on New Jersey 101.5. Steve-O. Yes. Hi. How you doing? Good. How are you? Good. So there's no way he should be charged. There is multiple things that went on. So if you look, and I've been doing martial arts for 45 years. Okay. If you look when he locked the uh, rear naked choke in, he didn't body triangle with him with his legs to lock it in tight. The whole time he had the choke in, he was looking up to see when the man went limp. Therefore, he'd be asleep. You also had. But why didn't he stop? Then why, then why didn't he stop? Why did he choke him to death? Okay. Okay. So you had two other people there grabbing his arms. They also perceived he was a threat. So it wasn't just him. It was other people trying to restrain him that perceived this gentleman as a threat, not only to the, to themselves, but also to this man who had them had him in the chokehold. So with all that being said, it doesn't look like the man ever went limp. Multiple times he looked up to see if his arms, in fact, went limp. They never did. Now, was it because these other people... At one point, wasn't there a crowd of people saying to him, you have to stop now, let him go, he's not moving? Did you not see that? I did, I did not see that. I saw the people grabbing his... Again, what they're showing on the video is mm -hmm. a 15-second clip of, obviously, other people grabbing the guy's arms, not the guy who's choking him, the other guy, and trying to restrain him. So three reasonable people perceived him as a threat that I can see on that video. And therefore, no, I don't think he should be charged. If it was just him, maybe. But there's two other people that are grabbing at his arms and legs trying to restrain the gentleman. Right. So multiple people perceived him as a threat. Therefore, how can you charge him if it's not just him? It's multiple people perceived him as a threat. 
Okay, as Neely lay face down on the subway car's floor, still wrapped in the chokehold, this from the Associated Press, at least one bystander can be heard on the video urging restraint, warning they might be killing him. You've got to let him go, the man says. Another witness, Johnny Greamer, tells Penny and the other writers that the unconscious Neely could choke on his spit if they aren't careful. Grima arrived outside the subway car as the chokehold was in progress, said he was deeply disturbed by the scene, said the men assured him Neely was still breathing, but when they let him go, he just fell limp, staring off into space. His eyes were wide open, but there was no light, said Grima. Okay, so you're, he, was me. Face down when, when he was face down at one point when the chokehold was on? Uh, okay, we're going back to that. Let's see. Uh, as Neely, as Neely, yeah, as Neely lay face down on the subway car's floor, still wrapped in the chokehold, at least one bystander can be heard in the video urging restraint, warning that they might be killing him. You've got to let him go, the man says. Another witness, Johnny Grima, tells, uh, then tells Penny and the other riders that the unconscious Neely could choke on his own spit if they aren't careful. He arrived inside the sub, Grima arrived inside the subway car as the chokehold was in progress. Uh, said he was deeply disturbed by the scene. He said the men assured him that Neely was still breathing, but when they let him go, he just fell limp, staring off into space. His eyes were wide open, but there was no light. Okay, so face down, he's never going to choke on his spit. Face up, absolutely. I don't know. This is just what a guy's saying. I mean, I, I get what you're no, saying. No, I'm, 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 I'm just saying from a martial arts standpoint. Okay. He's not going to choke on his own spit face down. Face up, yes, possible. That makes sense. Face, face down, okay, um, depending on if he's still resisting, you know, you can either tighten or loosen the hold. You know, I don't know what type of pressure he was putting on it. But again, you go back to the video and you see multiple people perceived him as a threat. And that sometimes the threat just has to be neutralized. And I'm not so saying you're that saying that he deserved to die. His life. Did no, he deserve to, he did, did, uh, that's what I'm, I mean, did, did he deserve to be choked to death? So then should he have let up on him while he was still alive? I, pr I probably would have let let up on the chokehold and maybe threw an arm bar or something else. And if he's face down, now you can roll out into a bunch of different maneuvers where you can neutralize him. Which he did not. All right. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Phil is in Union Beach on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Phil. Hey, Steve. How you doing tonight? Good. How about you? So far, so good. Not too bad, thanks. What are you thinking? So basically, basically, I think if, if the guy threatened threatened him i mean do you not believe somebody and then you don't know what they're going to do next pull something out of their their shirt or something stab you hit you you know well we don't know see this is the thing we don't know that there's a threat according to the story i'm only working off the story i got here According to the story I've got here from the Associated Press, Neely had been screaming at other passengers but hadn't attacked anyone. This is according to a freelance journalist who recorded the video uh, of his final minutes. So I don't know that he attacked anyone. And I know that he's in, you know, he's in this chokehold. So uh, now I, I also believe that, uh, that Penny is believing that he is, you know, he's acting in self-defense. So that the whole thing, mental illness is what's what is the whole thing about this. Why? Why was this situation allowed to happen? Because this guy fell through the cracks like so many of the New York City Police Department whose hands are tied to deal with mental illness. Uh, yes, I, I agree. And I, I think that's a real problem. We have to deal with it. I've had to deal with it personally myself, too. 
lunchtime in, in Manhattan, you know, get, getting, uh, you know, having somebody push me off the lunch line and then square off with them. But when I squared off with them and stood my ground, then he didn't, he didn't come within six feet of me and left the place. Yeah, but he never should have no. been, you know, this is mental illness. He never should have been in a, in that situation anyway. And they're flooding the streets all over the New York City subway system. And, you know, how many people got pushed in front of trains? You hear about it all the time, you know. And yeah. here you have a situation. I, I totally understand. You know, I, I get where Penny's coming from. My question here is, do you, to I guess, to charge or not to charge? If you charge, now there's a court, there's a hearing, and everything comes out, and the decision is made to not charge are you just upsetting everybody are, you know are you frustrating the community are you upsetting say what are we going what's going on here why isn't this man being charged should he be charged should should we all get to know the truth as to what happened and come to a conclusion i think i think if he if he was threatened then i think he acted in self-defense and should not be charged that's then that's what yeah. has to come out you know maybe a grand jury hearing or something like that Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. And that makes a lot of sense. It's not about the charge or not the charge as much as it about it is about let's get to the truth. Uh, have you been thinking about adding a pet to your family? My friends at Pet Center in Old Bridge know exactly how to match you with the perfect pet. They have a large selection of quality puppies from USDA licensed and inspected breeders. When you bring home a Pet Center puppy, you get the most comprehensive guarantees in the market, up-to-date vaccines, five generations of pedigree, and a complete homecoming kit. They have a large selection of small animals, reptiles, birds, and tropical fish. Visit them in the shops at Old Bridge on Route 9 or at PetCenterNJ.com today. Here's fast traffic. Jersey 101.5. Weather is brought to you by Carl's Fencing, Decking, and Home Improvement. Carl's is your one-stop shop for incredible service on all your outdoor home improvement needs. Decking, roofing, siding, windows and doors, and of course, fencing. Surround yourself with the best. Visit buycarls.com. That's buycarls.com. Uh, 1-800-283-101.5. Steve Trevelis. We've been talking about it all uh, night since I've been here. Jordan Neely um, saw his mother murdered in Bayonne, New Jersey in 2007. She was asphyxiated. And uh, the man who did it, he testified against him. Sean Sutherland's been serving a 30-year prison sentence for Christy Neely's murder. And it sent him into a tailspin, according to Neely's aunt, who tells the New York Post he became a complete mess following the brutal murder of his mother in 2007. Uh, he was schizophrenic while suffering from PTSD and depression. The whole system just failed him. He fell through the cracks of the system, Carolyn Neely said. So much so that uh, he was arrested 42 times in the New York City Police Department. Uh, there was a warrant out on him on Monday. And uh, he would dress as Michael Jackson and uh, run up and down the New York City subways uh, yelling at people and screaming at him. And on Monday, uh, ex-Marine Daniel Penny uh, felt threatened by Neely. And uh, we don't know what happened. Uh, according to uh, what we've got from a freelance journalist who recorded the video of his final minutes, he'd been screaming at other passengers, hadn't attacked anyone. And uh, Daniel Penny uh, said through his lawyers that he was only protecting himself. After Neely threatened him and other passengers, Penny applied Neely in a chokehold. And uh, didn't let up until Neely was dead. And he hasn't been, it's been ruled a homicide and Penny has not been charged. So the question here, 1-800-283-101.5, do you feel he should be charged? 
there are protests going on in New York. Now, under New York's penal code, a person who uses deadly force must not only prove that they feared for their own life or someone else's life, but that any reasonable person would have felt the same way. And uh, suppose the Marine says, I honest to God thought I had no choice but to save someone. The question would be whether an objectively reasonable person in his circumstance would have felt the same way. And this is from Mark Benero, who's a former district attorney in Manhattan. How do you feel about this? one 800 We talk about the problems of mental illness. Uh, we talked yesterday about the problem of mental illness in New Jersey. And uh, the bigger problem, in my opinion, than gun control, which is what it usually gets pitted up against. What are we doing about mental illness? In New York, we see it uh, all over the New York City subway system. So if people can, you know, uh, choke people in the subway and not get charged, what happens? You know, what does that do for the future? 1-800-283-101.5. Is it about, it's not so much about charging or not charging as much as it is getting to the truth. And how do we get to the truth? Should this man be charged? 1-800-283-101.5. Is he acting in self-defense? And I'm only working off of what I've got here. I'm only working off the Associated Press story, the New York Post story, uh, the New Jersey 101.5 story. And it's a really, really sad story. It's a really, really sad uh, Jordan Neely story about this man's whole life, which, you know, from the age of 18, just plummets him into mental illness. And here we are. But going forward, you know, this is, a, again, a mental illness problem that needs to be dealt with. Mary is in Edison on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Mary. Hi. Good evening. Good evening. How I'm are you? I'm a psychiatric you? nurse. I'm good. I'm a psychiatric nurse 26 years. Right. And I think people are trained. And um, I think this Marine stepped beyond what he should have been doing. And while he might have felt that he was protecting someone, um, it would I'd be really curious to see how this panned out after they talked to some of the people that were present. Um, I think if you are a Marine, you probably are trained in, in different facets of mental health. And so um, I don't think that gives you license to um, arbitrarily just use your strength to basically take someone's life. Right. Do, yeah, do you know how far you can go? Andy is in Union, New Jersey, on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Andy. Hey, Steve. How you doing? Good. How about you? Oh, pretty good. Um, my whole take on this, it, it, I don't understand now. I understand, okay, the, the, the guy, he, he got killed. But now his family's coming out. Now, he had mel- mental illness for all these years. Why didn't the family step in and help this guy out? Why didn't they take him into the house? Why didn't they find a facility for him? Well, it's a very good question. But you know I don't I mean? know about... Uh, uh, excuse me. No, and on top of it... He was arrested, what was it, 40 times? 42 times. I think that we should see the guy's rap sheet because if they're coming out with all this racial, I think we need to I see don't think this, rap this sheet. Isn't about, to me, it's not racial. It doesn't matter wh- what color either person was. I agree. This, this I agree happened. with you. Right. It did happen. And, and, but now 40 times, I think that's a bit much. 
All right, how about this? 40 times, why the hell was he not in jail? Why couldn't at the 40, that's my point, at the 40 times, you know, the family, you know, they're not, we don't, when people are mentally ill, we don't all have the money to go find the right clinic to put the check them into. Well, they have no money. So what right, are they going right. to do? That this is this is a you know this is an aunt talking about her nephew who saw her right. sister his sister her sister murdered and now he's out on the street. He's homeless. He's completely screwed up. He's got PTSD. And yeah. they, they they she can't check him into anything. She's got she can't take care of him. You know this is not but, that type of a situation. But then the right, question you're is right though after 40 times you're right. He should be put in somewhere yeah. where he can't be a harm to anybody. That's exactly my point. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5 and uh, they let him fall through the cracks and now he's dead and someone else who never wanted to be put in this situation, an ex-Marine sergeant, uh, could be facing murder charges. What do you make of it? 1-800-283-101.5 I'm Steve Trevelis. It's 8.30. Now the latest New Jersey one no one point five. Steve Travelace, one eight hundred two eight three one oh one point five. Talking about Jordan Neely. Uh choked out on the New York City subway on May the first by an ex Marine. He was harassing the other passengers. Uh Jordan Neely was. Forty two arrests. Talk about falling through the cracks. Uh suffered from mental illness, according to his aunt, schizophrenia. Uh Depression, PTSD. Should the Marine be charged? This been ruled a homicide. No charges have been filed. Pete is on 95 South on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Pete. Hey, what's going on? You are. What are you thinking? Pardon me, say it again? I said you are. What are you thinking? What am I thinking about this? Uh, I think he should absolutely not be charged. You know, I feel like he acts in self-defense. And, and, you know, my big question is like, are people going outside? Are people seeing what the situation is like on the subway? I mean, it's atrocious out there. I myself have been attacked by a homeless on the subway. Um, what did you do? What did I do? I was coming back from, it was funny, I was out with my girlfriend. Right. Um, this was a few years ago. This was, I mean, and I was coming back from the bar with my girlfriend, and she asked me to take the train with her home because she didn't feel safe. So I rode the train to Jersey with her, dropped her off right. on my way back, and... Um, I got my headphones on, kind of falling asleep, and then I feel someone, like, standing over me, and I look up, and there's, like, a homeless person, and he's, like, pointing down, he's yelling at me, and this and that. I can't understand what he's saying. I'm like, oh, he's pointing at my legs. I have my legs out. I tuck my legs in, like, because he wants to get by. And so I gesture, okay, go ahead, go, 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 and he just still stands there just yelling and screaming at me. I'm like, what the heck? And the train's empty. There's no one on there, a couple people. I'm like, all right, so I just stick my feet back out again, and I just ignore this guy. All of a sudden, boom, he kicks the hell out of me. And I got up, and then he got in my face, and then it was on. You know what I mean? So I had to defend myself, and I did the same thing. I fucking, I, excuse me, I um, I put the guy in a in a headlock uh, to get him off me and, and to and get him to submit. And uh, he finally, you know, let go. And then you know, he got up, and I I told him I was like, hey, you know, get off me, and that's it. All right, I got that. And then uh, so then the guy attacked me again. Okay. And I had to literally throw him off the train. Okay. Here's the th- here's the difference between what happened to you and what happened here. Uh, Neely had been screaming at other passengers, but hadn't attacked anyone, according to a freelance journalist who recorded the video of his final minutes. Okay, well, that's that's only one source. I mean, I've read multiple sources that... Well, there's only one source on the train. I mean, this is the story. I mean, I don't know what other multiple sources you read. 
I read, uh, I believe it was the New York Times that said that um, he was acting very aggressively. He slams his jacket on the ground and he's yelling and screaming his final words or I, I'm, I'm tired, I'm thirsty, I'm hungry, I don't care anymore. I don't care if I go to jail, I'm ready to die. Okay, but and he hadn't attacked anyone. He, he slammed his jacket to the ground, but he hadn't attacked anyone. Your guy, your guy put his hands on you and attacked you multiple times. This guy didn't attack anyone. He yelled, he screamed, and he's been, he does that all the time. Well, from sources I read that he was about to hit a woman. Again, or now, now, now we got a new, now we got new sources that you read. What else did you read? Well, okay, and I this was word of mouth that... All right, give me something. Uh, listen, Pete, I, the only thing about talk radio and the only thing about having these conversations, I can, only I, I can only work from what I've got here. I can only work from the facts in I front know, of me. Yeah. I'm, and I'm not, but I, I, I understand where you're coming from. I, I, I yeah, believe me. I, 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 I wish I had a good source. I, I, I want to say New York Times. I read New York Times that said that um, he you know, slammed his jacket. He said the quote that I gave. And he was about to hit a woman, and then Neely jumped on him. I believe it's New York Times. But I, I'll check it out. Now I got I got the yeah. Post, and I've got uh, the Associated Press, and I got NJ1015.com. Yeah. But no, see that would if that were the case, this is the first I'm hearing he was going to hit a woman. I haven't seen that anywhere. Yeah. But if he's yeah. throwing his jacket, what are you going to do? Okay, you know, I mean, you could beat up the jacket. Repeat, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Good insight. Let's go to Donald and Warren on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Donald. Hi, how you doing? Good, how about you? Not bad. You know, the, the thing you're saying that this gentleman's fall through the crack, 42 times is not falling through the crack. 42 times a gaping the, hole. There's not a gaping hole. It's the New York City system of no bail which you just said it before agreed he hit a 67 year old lady i agree with you and and then they let him out yeah just make me one more point what somebody said to me over the weekend if you're sitting on that subway train and and you were on that train you're waiting for somebody to do something you're waiting for that guy to stop that guy because he's the one that got up and did something we have to wait till he slaps somebody? But That's what sucks about this whole situation. Train. What's that? That's what sucks about this whole situation. Everything you're saying is right. You know, everything you you're saying wait. is right. Wait? You can't wait. Wait for what? Well, I'm, now, I'm wait a minute. The only thing is, but, but, but Donald, car. the law is you have to wait. You can't assume somebody's going to do oh, something. Okay, so he pulls out a knife. Well, he hasn't done Somebody. that yet. So so you can't jump on the train and hit anybody because you think they're going to pull out a knife. Well, I right? think you're missing the bigger picture is that the New York I, bail system is awful. I agree with that. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. And had it not been awful, maybe uh, this man is alive today. Maybe this man isn't facing charges or not or could be facing charges. Uh William is in Westfield on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, William. Hey, how you doing? Thanks for uh, letting me on. Anytime. Um, Could you get off the speakerphone? You'd sound so much better if you were on the regular phone. Oh, hello. There. Ah, there you go. Now, that's the William we know. Yeah, 
Okay, so, uh, you know, I've, I've already heard about the 911 calls. So one guy uh, called in, said he was threatened with a knife. Another called 911, said he was threatened with a gun and all this crazy. Here? Uh, yeah, about this guy. On the- I have not gotten any of those calls in the last two hours. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, this has been all over the news. Oh, okay. Now, I, I can't be responsible for what everyone has said throughout the media. <laughs> I can yeah, only work yeah. with these two hours. But uh, the problem is D.A. Gray, he uh, Bragg, that is, D.A. Bragg mm-hmm. will not prosecute anyone who's impoverished. He made a campaign promise. He's saving up for Trump. <laughs> yeah, he's doing that, too. But the problem is he's left people thinking that, you know, when they're going to get, you know, on the subway and something starts happening, then uh, there's an obligation to make sure that this uh, party doesn't... Uh, continue doing such and in future cases doesn't continue doing such so there's a kind of an obligation to uh subdue and make sure that this guy cannot ever do it again now you know public has limited resources law enforcement has all the resources but they're not doing it that's the problem they're not doing it yeah exactly thanks for the call to new jersey 101.5 well put on new jersey 101.5 Steve Trevelis, 1-800-283-101.5. Joey Novick's coming in later on. He and Mike Morris, uh, another comedian, wrote a book called Ha Ha History, where we make fun of history. And we'll be doing that at 10 o'clock. Headlines and Trevlines at 1030. Joey, a uh, former Flemington councilman uh, who found politics so funny, became a comedian. What we're talking about now is not funny. Uh, ex-Marine. Not charged in the murder uh, for choking out uh, Jordan Neely, who was a uh, homeless man who uh, was on New York City subways dressed as Michael Jackson, going car to car, harassing people, uh, basically uh, yelling at other passengers. And uh, Reverend Dr. Johnny Melvin Green Jr., a senior pastor at uh, Mount Nebo Baptist Church in Harlem, through the family of Jordan Neely, has requested Reverend Al Sharpton deliver the eulogy when he's laid to rest on Friday, May the 19th. Uh, basically, what happened was Neely uh, was choked out by ex-Marine Daniel Penny on a New York subway uh, last Monday. Penny was not charged. The question is, should he be charged? And it's sad for both men, of course, Neely, who died, and Penny, uh, who was put in this position. He's a retired Marine sergeant. Uh, Neely had 42 prior arrests on his long rap sheet, most recently for punching a 67-year-old woman in the East Village in November of 2021. This landed him in jail for over a year. An arrest warrant for Neely had been issued on February 23rd. It was still out. And talk about falling through the cracks. His aunt, um, whose sister was murdered by a man, choked to death. And uh, Neely testified against the man when he was just 18. He watched his mom die. And that just took the rug out from under him. His aunt told the Post that he became a complete mess following the brutal murder of his mother in 2007. He was schizophrenic, suffering from PTSD, depression. And like so many other mentally ill people, allowed to roam free on the New York City subways because the New York City Justice Department takes people and just turns them loose. Uh, Cashless bail. And this is what you get. So 
The question now is, should the ex-Marine, who uh, believed he was acting in self-defense, saying this through his lawyer. Now, there's a law in New York that basically uh, what it says, uh, let me just grab it for you here. Under New York's penal code, a person who uses deadly force must not only prove that they feared for their own life or someone else's, but that any reasonable person would have felt the same way. Now, if you ride the New York City subways, you know what that's like. Suppose the Marine says, I honest to God thought he had no choice but to save someone. The question would be whether an objectively reasonable person in his circumstances would have done the same. And this is uh, from Mark... Bettero, who was a former district attorney in Manhattan. Uh, Gary's in Edison on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Gary. Hello, and thank you for taking my phone call. Sure. I'm just wondering, as I'm ta- listening to your wonderful show, I wonder if there's any kind of connections, uh, similarities with the Bernard Getz uh, case from years ago. So funny you should mention that. The interpretation of that statute, according to the AP, was last clarified by the state's highest court in 1986 in response to Bernard Getz shooting a 14 agers aboard a subway, the infamous case uh, that has comparisons to Neely's death. Uh, in 1984, Getz, uh, who was white, shot four young black men after one of them asked him for $5. Getz said he thought he was being robbed. Jury ultimately acquitted Getz of attempted murder, but convicted him of carrying an unlicensed handgun. Neely's kidding, killing has set off an emotionally charged debate in New York about compassion and mental illness, which is really what I think this is about. But, Gary, good point. Right, 1-800-283-101.5. We talk about mental illness last night. We talk about mental illness tonight. The more we talk about mental illness, the more we can get other people talking about mental illness. And those people that talk about mental illness uh, will be the ones that can actually go out and do something about it. What we can do about it is continue talking about it to try to spark conversation so that others can get something done about it because it cannot go on like this. All right, 1-800-283-101.5. We have an anniversary coming up. Today is the anniversary of uh, the demise of one of the greatest TV shows ever. And we'll talk about it coming up. All live, all local, all Jersey. We are New Jersey 101.5. I'll get you through the night. All right. All right. All right. Hey, uh, all right. Uh, did you, uh, like Mae Pang when she was on? John Lennon's, uh, Lost Weekend Lover. She's gonna be on again next Wednesday night. Uh, coming in New Hope with the with the pictures, uh, but that's then Joey Novick coming in about ten o'clock. He's got a book, Ha Ha History. We'll talk about some history of New Jersey. Uh, I'll give you a history of New Jersey. It was twenty two years ago uh, this weekend that The Sopranos aired their last episode. Can you believe that? That it's been twenty two years since The Sopranos aired their last episode. No movie, right? I do in my act, The Sopranos to the Flintstones, like a Saturday morning cartoon. Uh, You're welcome. I will not do it here. But I was thinking about this. Like, imagine, like, if you could get another episode from The Sopranos. Like, if you could get another episode from a TV show that's no longer around, what would you want that episode to be from? And could it actually work? Could it translate? 
You know, uh, there were shows that could and shows that couldn't. And I don't know that The Sopranos could because anyone who grew up in Hudson County would know this. I mean, if you grew up, you know, uh, right now, you know, marijuana is legal. Sports betting is legal, right? Bookmaking is legal, pretty much. Uh, Would it have the same, you know, teeth that it did when it was on? And the world has changed from the 70s, 80s, 90s, you know, 2000s, right? That went off the air in 2007. 22, was it 22 years? I thought it was longer than that, actually. Didn't, wasn't 2007 that The Last Sopranos aired? If it's 2007, and I'm pretty sure it is, then wouldn't that be 2007? So where is he getting 22 years out of this? Uh, the, the New Jersey's famous Soprano episode. So is he saying that this is... Uh, oh, the Pine Barrens episode aired 22 years ago. No. That would be 2001. Okay. But regardless of that, if you were to bring, if you could get it, I thought it was talking about the finale, my mistake, my bad. But if you go in 22 years since the Sopranos Pinelands episode, still, you know, I don't know that you could bring the Sopranos back today uh, because the world is so different. But what do you think? Ryan Bissell, my producer. I, I definitely, you know, think that there's a lot of aspects of like mafia shows and things like that. Uh, you know, the, the, the problems of the past, like, you know, we had the war on drugs in the 80s, and I guess we could say drugs kind of won, uh, looking back on it now. <laughs> we fought the drugs and the drugs won. Exactly. We fought the drugs and the drugs won. Um, but since it's May 9th, we are just a month away from it being 15 years since that episode. Uh, the final episode. The final episode would have aired. Yeah. So, I mean, that's older than, you know, a lot of people who are listening, like, their people's kids but if you're going to bring but yeah think about that because you know what it, it seems like it was only yesterday it's, it still seems like the sopranos are part of us the, you know but it's, it's the best written show ever it's been voted the best written show ever really uh, oh absolutely rolling stone uh, a couple of places uh i mean it was just so well you know what it doesn't mean anything to us because we talk that way anyway. <laughs> but for the rest of the world, it was a big deal. Uh, they got but the if, funny accents and they're organized. Yeah, right. <laughs> if you could bring back a TV show, you get one more episode from a television show or one more season from a TV show that's no longer around, what was it? Well, give me a show that you would love to see come back, a show that could easily come back. And you know what? More and more shows are coming back. Like Law and Order went away after ten was it twelve years they finally brought it back, yeah. Uh, and it, and it did a, and it's a really good show. I was surprised. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, shows on Netflix I think that got canceled after one season that I think you know deserved other like more shots than just the one season that they got. Because um, there was like you a, got one in mind. Um, there's one that's called like This Can't Be Happening, which had uh, it, it would be like a younger a show for probably a younger audience, but they had this whole like you know big you know climatic setup for like this big finale to the what season was it about? um so it was about like this this girl and she's like all these paranormal things start happening it was around like the the buzz of stranger things hitting okay. like season two season three and uh, kind of around when it too came out um and i think she might have been an actor in the first movie but don't quote me on that okay um and so 
like I said, it, it kind of capitalized on that whole like paranormal psychological thriller type vibe with like, you know, lights flashing on and off. And is it real or not? Or is it all in her head? Um, and they had this, you know, huge climatic thing go on with the season and then the cliffhanger at the end. And then it got canceled. I hate when they cancel the cliffhanger. You know, I hate when that happens. Uh, I was so happy to have Anthony Denison on the show and explain because <laughs> the end of crime story where you got anthony dennison and dennis farina uh choking each other as the plane is going directly into the ground and you're like how did that how would that have ended he's like what well, was we were ready for come back for season three how were you going to bring that show back and he's like well we would have gone through the earth and come up in china uh but anthony dennison by the way unsuited uh the pilot Shot by my friend Tom Baldinger. Uh, good news, going to be uh, going to be airing in uh, Atlantic City in June 9th and 10th. I'll keep I'll keep you posted. We'll keep you posted. We'll get we'll get everybody in here, and uh, a good time shall be had by all. It's going to be uh, Long Beach Island. I'll, like I said, I'll keep you posted. But give me a show that if you can get another season from a show, maybe an obscure show, a show that you really liked that just went off too soon, or a show that you wish you could get another season from what would it be 1-800-283-101.5 let's get kurt in brunswick on what's up kurt what's up buddy hey what's happening my friend what are you thinking i don't know i, I don't know what i mean benson is my uh favorite show oh robert guglielmi no benson right and who played benson robert guglielmi right yes yeah, it was a great show. That was a funny show. And then we got, uh, that's all I remember, Benson. Yeah, all so right. I like Benson. Benson was great. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Started out on soap, right? His daughter, uh, I think, was an actress as well. Give me a show. Give me, give me, you know what? Give me that. Give me a show you'd like to know the year from. Give me a show, too, that could actually come back today. And we've talked about this before. You know, there are a couple of shows that they could have brought back, a couple of shows that um, would do well if they brought back. Going by syndication, Charlie Sheen would love to get two and a half men back. He's uh, he's talked about how he'd like to do it. Anyone who's worked with Charlie Sheen has not said that they'd like to do it as well uh, with him. I don't know. You know, if you're a fan of two and a half men, the Aston Kutcher two and a half men versus the Charlie Sheen two and a half men. Uh, both are very good because I, I like Ashton Kutcher. I like him as an actor. I like him as a person. Uh, the Charlie Sheen two and a half men was more like what two and a half men was supposed to be about. You know, it was the cool two and a half men. And then uh, they didn't, it, it just, it, it was a shame because. Like like with a lot of shows that have been on a long time, they run out of ideas and they try to take it places it never should have gone. You know, the idea that here you got womanizing, you know, you got Charlie Harper who loved to drink, loved to have sex, loved to have fun. Uh, and his brother, who was the straight guy, uh, kind of worked. And you had Jake, you know, the two and a half men. And then suddenly uh, Alan becomes kind of uh, somewhere in the middle between gay and straight. And uh, it just it just kind of left. I don't know, something weird. It's just kind of, you know, and then Jake gets replaced and he grows up. And that's what happens when you have shows with kids. They grow up and the concept of the show changes. 
But 1-800-283-101.5. Give me a show that you'd love to see come back, that you think would do well if it came back, or a show that you think really wouldn't do well if it came back. You know, And I'll make the argument for a couple of shows coming up. 1-800-283-101.5. I'm Steve Trevelis. Here's New Jersey 101.5. Fast Trap New Jersey 101.5. All right, this Mother's Day. Share with New Jersey 101.5. What your mama used to say. One lucky entry will win mom a pair of sparkling diamond stud earrings worth $2,500. Enter now on a New Jersey 101.5 free app or nj1015.com. Thanks to our sponsor, Earth Treasures Jewelers. Highways 35 and 36, Seaton Town, the name you know and trust for almost 50 years. This Mother's Day, tell us what Mama used to say to win from New Jersey, 101.5. All right, 1-800-283-101.5. Give me a TV show that you'd love to get one more season out of. Uh, Sopranos, 22 years ago, was the Pine Barrens episode. Uh, the cell phones still sound pretty much the same, depending on where you are in New Jersey. Ashley's in Brick on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Ashley. Hey, Steve. How you doing? Good. How are you? Oh, hanging in there tonight. Good to hear you. Oh, same here. What's your, what's your show? So it might not be relatable to everyone. It's definitely a younger generation show, but from the 90s, Freaks and Geeks. Oh, man. What, what happened to that show? I don't know. It had one, maybe two seasons, had so many incredible people in it who went on to do so many great movies, and they ended it sadly to me. She left to go follow the dead on tour, and that was just the end of it. And I was like, wait, what happened? Where's our story? They only aired 12 of the 18 episodes. And yeah, the rest were banned. Yeah, James Franco was in it. Do you remember a show called Square Pegs? I do, with uh, Sarah Jessica Parker. Yeah, and Tracy Nelson was the Valley Girl. Yes, right. It was such a, it was the same kind of deal. It was such a cool show. And it, it really, it really had some teeth to it. And then all of a sudden it got canceled. I think they had two years and the second year was really, it fell off after the first year. But Freaks and Geeks, I thought really? it had a bright future. Yeah, for real. They were very relatable type shows. And growing up in the 90s, that was a very relatable show to me. Mm-hmm. I totally agree. Sometimes they just don't. You know, like today, if they would bring it back, there'd probably be a home for it, you know, on one of the streaming channels or something. Oh, for sure. Seth, uh, Seth Rogen would make sure that it goes like straight to availability for everyone with like no hold bars. If anything, he could do that. He's got the power now. Why not? Yeah. Him and James Franco, they can make that happen. All right, you and me, we're in on this, Ashley. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Meg is in Doylestown on New Jersey 101.5. Hiya, Meg. Hey, Steve, how you doing? Good, how about you? Good. The show that I would love to see back as friends, that was well written. Yeah. When you think of the twins episode, when they're not two with it, uh, birth mother, when when they said, what about the two hearts? They, she said, I thought they meant mine and the babies. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? There are people that uh, that don't like friends today because they think it's uh, it would never we would never work today. Oh wow! I I think that's ridiculous, but you know. Yeah, me too. People find friends now offensive. Can you believe this? A whole generation of kids, according to Jennifer Aniston, a whole generation of kids finds friends offensive. You have to be careful with comedy now. Uh, I think that's ridiculous. This world is so scary. 
scary, Steve. It, it, it truly is. It truly is. But oh, you know yeah. what? The truth is, it was a funny show. And, you know, it's, it's today because, you know, not every show can can be like Noah's Ark, where you have two of everything in the cat. You know, some shows that, you know, and, and that's what makes that's what makes it, I guess, more believable, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but basically, she's saying uh, she told Yahoo News comedy has evolved so much. It's a bit tricky days these days to be funny. Uh, but yeah, but, uh, they were getting a lot of heat for friends because they're privileged yeah. kids and in a, in a Manhattan apartment and they're all white and blah, 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 blah. Right. Uh, who cares? It, it was a funny show for those that like it. And if you don't like it, go watch something else. Exactly. Exactly. Thank you so much, Steve. You got it. We like it, Meg. That's all it matters. Dave is in Freehold on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Dave. Good evening. How are you doing, Steve? I'm good, Dave. And you? I'm doing good. So the show, I'm going to sneak in two of if it's okay. But the one show is I, I wish they would bring back 24 with Keeper Sutherland. It was a show that always left me like on the edge of my chair. And, you know, it's like I couldn't wait till the next week to find out what was going to happen. And I'm sure you remember 24. I don't know that he'd want to go through another day like that. <laughs> I think you know what. After that day, he may need twenty-four years to recover. Right. Well, like you know, and I try to find shows, you know, that were like that. Of course, he he had some other knockoff shows that were like similar. But I just, I just, I just love that particular show. And uh, I know he's got something new out now on the Paramount uh, cha- uh, Network, but I don't have that. Have oh, to- that's the one. Yeah, keep a Sutherland. I forget what it is, but I know, I know. It's some kind of weird show. It's a, it's, I, I can't remember the name of it, but I'll find out. Gary's in Colts Neck on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Gary. Hey, Steve. How you doing today, all right? Good. How about you? Long- yeah, it's good. Just sitting in my driveway, Soaking wet. I was doing um, some sprinkler work today, but and I heard this on the radio. So going back, I think it was around 2015 or so, um, HBO had a thing called True Detective with Woody Harrelson and Matthew McConaughey. They were the first two. Sure that it was about three, two or three seasons long. It was a great, great show. Some crazy detective stuff. I got into that. I mean, of course, I love The Sopranos. Mm-hmm. I watched all eighty. Six of them, I guess, that might have been 87 episodes. This was a great show if you ever saw it. Oh, yeah. They were, but they they did it, and then they brought True Detective back, and somebody else did it. Uh, there were two other detectives that did it. Okay. Yeah, that was, yeah, I don't I don't recall that, but I, I don't know the name, but, yeah, it might have been, you know, uh, what's her name? Oh, uh. Who's that girl that she was in a Silence of a Lamb? Jodie Foster. Jodie Foster. Hold on, let me let me uh, let me bring it up here. I, I thought it was Jodie. Might maybe I'm wrong. I, you you could be right. True Detective. All right. Uh, True Detective 2014. Let me see something here. That's IMDb. Well, I got to go find. It. Yeah, Jodie Foster. Jodie Foster okay. was in the 2014 version, and Keeper Sutherland was in the first one. I'm not not Kiefer Sutherland. I'm sorry. Matthew McConaughey was in the first one. Yeah, that was a that was a great show, and and the way they kept changing it up too worked out really well. I don't know why they didn't keep going with that. It actually worked. Yeah. All right, Gary. Thanks for the call. If you could bring back a TV show for one more season, 
What would you like to get another year out of? Uh, that's easy. Uh, Deadwood. Uh, that went off prematurely uh, because the show um, just kind of fell apart. And when it ended, um, they didn't tie a bow on it. It wasn't finished up, but it, it dissolved and the, there were um, disputes with the writers and the showrunners. So it never finished. A few years ago, they did one of those. They did a movie to kind of tie it all together. And it, it did a good job, I thought, of, of bringing it around full circle and kind of ending the series. Oh, but that was a great show that ended. I think it, it was only two seasons. Timothy uh, Oliphant? Then. Yeah, exactly. Timothy Oliphant, um, uh, uh, the British guy. Um, oh, what's his name? He, he's the bad, he's the bad guy. His name's escaping me. Um, but a really good cast with people you'd recognize, but a great show on HBO. That's, That's the kind of stuff that, you know, like now with more and more streaming channels, they could have brought back. Mm-hmm. But yeah, sometimes they drop the ball too fast. Yes. They don't yes. let it, they don't let it ferment, don't let it breathe. And something like that could have really grown. Yeah, it could have. Because it had a great good. following. Yeah. But yeah. 930. Now the latest New Jersey news. 15 minutes on New Jersey 101.5. Weather brought to you by Real Estate Wealth Associates, a zero-commission-based real estate marketing and wealth-building company with the sole purpose of treating your home as the center of your financial picture. Visit NJWR, visit NJREWA.com for more info or call 833-885-1671. Hi, Steve Trevelis, 1-800-283-101.5. Uh, 22 years ago, The Sopranos and, uh, aired the famous uh, Pinelands episode. To celebrate is uh, my good friend Joey Novick who came in, uh, the, the Flemington councilman who said, I can't do politics. I'm much funnier as a comedian. <laughs> and, uh, and after hearing his comedy, we said, you got to go back and run for re-election. Run for office. you, you got to run for office. This is good. How are you? I'm fine, man. Thank you for having me in. I, oh. I was listening all the way in about The Sopranos and, you know, the great show, like you were saying off the air, they could not not make that today for a lot of different reasons, but I love the one you pointed out, like pot is legal. Pot's legal, right? <laughs> Bookmaking is okay. I mean, what are you going to do? It's going to be a really boring show. They'd actually be working in the bada-bing <laughs> and the waste management and all that, right? So funny. Frank Santorelli is the guy that played the guy that he always... George the bartender. Right, he goes, yeah. he, hit him, he hit him in the head. I had him in Vinny Pastore in oh. uh, Sarcasm one night. Yeah. Very funny. We used to do Soprano shows yeah. at Catch Around. Rising Star with uh, with uh, Tony Lip. Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, in a wheelchair. Yeah. And uh, Denise, mm-hmm. uh, who passed away, she played mm-hmm. Jenny Sack and um, oh, Vinny. And I can't remember the other guy. That's oh, going to come to me later. Yeah. Uh, but but really, you know, and it was great. He'd come out and, you know, talk about the show and everything. Oh, uh, Al, Be- Al Sapienza. Yeah. Al's a great. I love Al. Al's, fan- Al's been in everything. Just, yeah, you you name the show. Al, Al's been in it. Everything. Yeah. Absolutely everything. Uh, but give me a show. That if you could bring back a show, if you can get one more, because a lot of shows, they start off good. There was so many. There was a show in 1979 with Ron Liebman, played a lawyer called Martin Kaczynski. Kaz. Yes. Kaz. I don't know what the hell. All these shows you find everywhere. I love this show. So it had to go. After one season, he played a car thief that went to jail and learned that to learn the law, learn the law become, right? And at the time, he was married to Alice, Linda Lavin. Yeah. And I love, uh, I was I was a, Mar- a Ryan Liebman fan. He yeah. passed away a couple of years ago. But uh, but it was it was a good show. But a lot of these shows, there was another one on the Stars Channel called Magic City. 
and Magic City starred oh the guy was in uh I can't remember his name now, but um I have to pull it up. But this this was basically a hotel a Miami in nineteen fifty nine it's set. And he was a Miami hotel owner uh who gets in bed with the mob. And the show was fantastic. Uh, let me see if I can get it here. And, of course, they're not giving what they want. Magic City TV show. And it ran for, like, two seasons. Mm-hmm. Jeffrey Dean Morgan uh, was in it. And uh, Danny Houston played the mob guy. And the, the scenery, the dancing was almost like uh, Cinemax at night, you know, some of the scenes. But it was really, it was really done well. And they had the first season, and I liked it. You go down, and the second season, and here comes the cliffhanger, and I go down. When's the third one going to start? It got canceled. What? Yeah, you see it up for 10 years ago. Story of my life. It was 10 years ago? Yeah, 2012. Damn. Isn't that amazing? Leverage was another good show that I loved, so it had to go. Now they brought it back, but they brought it back with uh, without Timothy Hutton, which is like bringing back the E Street Band without Bruce Springsteen. You know, but what are you going to do? Yeah, that, that was like Mission Impossible kind of takeoff. Andrew is in Flemington on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Andrew. Greetings, greetings, Steve. How are you doing tonight, my man? I am doing good. How about you? Good, man. So I got two of them for you because yeah. it's Tuesday, and you got when you're in radio, you got to do a twofer on Tuesday. That's the rules. <laughs> so Batman, okay. You want to bring Batman back again? How would you do this version? I have true. I got no idea. All right. I read somewhere that they canceled that show because the sets were too expensive. Or did you hear that too? Well, you know what they did in those days? They used sets on multiple shows. Like, oh no, kidding! Yeah, they, in fact, uh, there was a set. The TV Land would do this every now and then, and they show Mannix. Mannix is at a party, and they show you that the house that he's at the party is actually the Brady Bunch house. <laughs> Yeah, you know, they would do they they get but they show you. So I mean, like wow. with with Batman, it just cost a lot of money. Um, yeah. I mean, there, there was so many so many great actors were in that show. Wow. Everybody wanted to do it. Oh, it became a hip thing uh-huh. to yeah. do. I mean, they, they're actors. I mean, they had uh, oh god, uh, uh, Art Carney played a uh, one of the uh, a criminal. Otto Preminger, Preminger Caesar like, Romero, Frank Gorshin, the dra- and everybody yeah, walking walking horizontally as they were climbing up the building. <laughs> Burgess Meredith was the Penguin. Burgess and uh, yeah. Rocky, absolutely. But no, that that the other one. Uh-huh. So the other one was uh, Sanford and Son. Oh, man. You could never replace Red Fox. Red Fox. There are certain shows you can't do. Yeah, you can't. In fact, Red Fox was smart because Red Fox, you know, he came up in Comedy World. And he knew in Comedy World that every time he didn't get his way, he would just not show up till they paid him. So when he got the sitcom, he did the same thing. And he would take season after season. Ain't coming in. Ain't going. They would just pile money on him. And then he lost everything. Got another thing for you, Steve. Go ahead. Yeah, I saw that interview on Johnny Carson with Robert Blake. Oh, my God. Yeah, wasn't that when great? He was talking. I had a hard time understanding what he was saying, so I had to watch it twice. Uh-huh. And when he changed places with, with Johnny Carson, and they changed seats, you remember? That one I don't remember. But I know Blake used to be great. Later into it. Yeah. 
Blake was great on Carson. I mean, he was one of those reasons that you listen. Uh, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. TV shows you'd love to get another season out of. Rena, hold on. I'm going to give you more tips on New Jersey 101.5. This summer, take a shortcation. New Jersey 101.5 is giving you a free Jersey shortcation to the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Atlantic City. Listen in 9 a.m., 2 p.m., and 5 p.m. for our secret code word. Enter it on our New Jersey 101.5 app to win your Jersey shortcation. There's three winners every weekday. Thanks to our sponsor, Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Atlantic City. Book your summer escape today at HardRockHotelAtlanticCity.com. You could win a free shortcation. And good luck from New Jersey 101.5. And Joey Novick, who happens to be here right now. We're here. Wishing you luck. Uh, Rena is in Pensalkin on New Jersey 101.5. Rena, give me a show you'd like to see come back. Loretta. Loretta? Loretta. Oh, Beretta. Oh, Beretta. Oh, yeah. Yeah. With the- that was something. Uh-huh. Remember the bird? And unfortunately, I think that because what happened with him uh-huh. in real life, I don't think anybody shows the reruns. And I look for them. They got to be somewhere. I got them on DVD. Oh, my. Huh. They, they got to yeah, be somewhere. I look for them. You know, any of those channels right now, that, that throwback channels, no one is showing it. I'm like, I need to watch it. It's got to be so Oh, God. You know what? Look, now, with, with between Roku, they've got like thousands of channels. It's got to be somewhere. Because, I, yeah. that you know, that came from it. That started with a Jersey detective named David Toma. I was going to say that. I was just reading about it. I'm like, what? Yeah. That's from New Jersey. He, he was a he was a Newark detective, and they did the originally they did the show about Toma played by Tony Musanti, and it was in 1974, and Susan Strasberg played his wife, uh, Simon Oakland played his boss, and Toma would use his uh, would would use his uh, ability to disguise himself to catch crooks. Right, and the, I I got I, it's funny because I was a big fan of the show. And I got to interview the real David Toma. He, uh, he, he ended up with a drug problem. Uh, it was a whole story. But the series was great. It lasted one year. And then Tony Musanti signed on for a year and said when he signed on, I'm only going to do this for one year. And even though the show was successful, Stephen Cannell produced it. He said, I don't want to do it anymore. So now what they did was, and it's funny because in the show, David Toma was married and he had two children. One was, his daughter was named Donna, and I forget who the other, uh, what his brother was. But years later, I'm on this radio station talking about Toma, and his daughter Donna called in the show and happened to hear me. We were talking about it. But the second year, they didn't know what to do. So they decide instead of replacing Musanti as Toma, they would recast the show, move him to Los Angeles. Take away the wife and kids, make him a single guy, turn him into Tony Beretta, played by Robert Blake, give him a bird, Fred. And remember you had the hotel with Tom Ewell? Billy. Remember Billy? Hey, Billy, the old guy. I love that show. Everything about it was like most of the characters there, they were like awesome. Uh Uh-huh. He drove that beat-up Chevy, and uh, you could take that to the bank. (laughs) 
<laughs> Remember the first episode, right, where he's tracking the mob guy and he's disguised as a waiter and he pours the guy a drink and he whispers in his ear, you better make out your will. <laughs> he walks away. <laughs> that was okay. Okay. Uh, all right. I'll, I'm going to find Beretta. And if I do, keep listening. I will tell you where it is. Definitely. You got it. Thanks for calling New Jersey 101.5. Robert Blake is Beretta. Don't do the crime if you can't do the time. Sammy Davis Jr., who was on the uh, last hours of this Reels thing. They take yeah. they got this autopsy guy. Yeah. And he gets the death certificates of all these people. And they go through like a biography of their life. Yeah. And then they go and they, uh, well, this could have killed them and that could have killed them and this could have killed them. And and that's and that's entertainment. And that's entertainment. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. 1-800-283-101.5. Coming up, we're going to do a little ha-ha history. We wake up the Garden State. Bill Spadia hosts mornings with award-winning news, fast traffic, and instant weather. Weekdays. Get up and going with New Jersey 101.5. Get it almost every night. The Moonlight, Steve Trevelisse. Tomorrow night we got Trevia, uh, music, movies, television, New Jersey, New Jersey, 101.5. The very funny Gemini is going to be here. Jeffrey Paul's going to be here, another funny comedian. Uh, Justin Gonzalez is going to be here. And a uh, good time shall be had by you all. Joey Novick is here now. I'm here now. He's right here now. And he wrote a book called The Ha Ha History. Is it Ha Ha History or, as Jackie Gleason would say, Ha Ha History? Yeah, that Joey, is Ha Ha Joey, History. tell we me about it, the book. Here. We got it oh. done. We got it written. And uh, it's a great book. And um, How did you get the idea? To, so so basically, I, you're making history funny. I try, we try to. So you um, and uh, Neil Ber, uh, Neil Berliner, Neil Berliner, Neil Berliner, and Mike Moss. And Mike Moss. Okay, Phillips. Um, so um, I get uh, history dot com. I get an email blast every day right. with all these things that happen on that day. Right. Okay, and for about a year, I was putting up on Facebook as a comedian. I'd see something and I'd have to write it, you know, just a, as a joke. Oh, so and, it was like a writing drill. Like for it, was, you. it was like a writing drill. But I didn't start thinking, oh, I'm going to write a book. I just like I would see something and, and I, you know, I thought it was funny. See something, write. write something. Right. So, like, you know, for example, uh, January fourteenth, eighteen twenty three. Eli Eli Whitney invents the cotton gin. Mm -hmm. You know, I said, well, people bought it and were very upset that it didn't turn cotton into gin. Ah, hold on. I got I got to get I got to get a second opinion on that joke from a comedy writer named Neil Berliner. What's up, Neil? Hey, you know. It's funny that Joey picked one of my jokes, so I'm not. Isn't gonna... that nice? Huh? <laughs> Look at this, right? Look, already he's stealing. Out of all the jokes in there, we had four guys writing, and uh, yeah, that one was mine. So, <laughs> <laughs> no, he's a very good writer. That's why he picked it. Uh, oh, so you admit that you did steal no, the joke? No, no, no. Ah, own, boy, you know, there we go. If I'm you were in the there. studio, I'd throw him off the phone, Neil. That's all I'm going to say. But um, so no, I I've started, done, done enough times to know that. So I started writing these, and as I started realizing, I got 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, I'm thinking... You do or Neil does? No, no, no. I was, this is, I was doing this on Facebook myself, oh, okay. and then I thought, you know, this could be a book. This could actually be like... I actually originally approached Neil, and I thought it could be a calendar, mm -hmm. like every day a Joe calendar, and I called... That's a good idea, Neil. Right. I called Neil. 
and Neil, you know, because Neil as a Neil's a joke writer. I'm not really a joke writer per se. Mm -hmm. I do more. Improv. We know that. <laughs> <laughs> I opened that door. No I argument here, right, Neil? <laughs> Exactly. Yes. He's an idea guy. He's an idea I'm guy. An idea guy. Yeah. Yeah. I see the Steve, light bulb over his head. Steve is saying, Neil, I've never met <laughs> you before, but we agree before. already. Oh, yeah. We're we friends. Already. We bonded. But um, but seriously, folks, so I approached Neil with the idea of doing a calendar, and Neil said, hey, why don't we make this into a book because we can make jokes for every day. And he um, thought of Michael Morse to illustrate it. You know, you know, Michael Morse does great drawings. Yeah, you're supposed to call in. Where is he? Yeah, no, no. I think, uh, I don't know. He might be still calling. Oh, okay. But um, we he's trying uh, to find a dime. He's trying he's to, trying, he's trying to think, I don't want to be on those. Don't comment yourself, Mister. Yeah, and then uh, we decided to uh, put it together as as a book. Right. Um, I'm a big procrastinator. If it were up to me, we would still be writing jokes for January. But Neil was like a, a just a, a, a like a bulldozer. A joke machine. A, a joke machine. machine. Joke machine. Right. Joke machine. Right. And uh, we uh, we got it done. So uh, so in order, t tell me your birthday. I'm gonna March 14th. March yeah. 14th. I'm gonna read the joke. Okay. Do you have it in front of you? You want to read it? Oh, I got it. That's why I. That's why I read that. Okay. Eight, in March fourteenth. Right, before you do it, Joe. Before yep. you do it, this is a joke in bold, which means that there are certain jokes that have illustrations. Right. March fourteenth. Are you kidding? That's the same joke. That is. The, that's the reason I picked the joke. It's the Eli, That was the same. The cotton gin joke. I just happened to pick. Oh my God. Yeah. Is that amazing? Out of three hundred sixty-six jokes, you I, picked the one. Uh -huh. I had no idea. That is the one that, that I picked. Is that is absolutely astonishing. That actually goes. Okay, so we've opened with the close. That's very good. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Can only go. We're going to go from here. Go ahead. Absolutely up. Well, you got to bet three fourteen in the lotto tomorrow. You yeah, guys. exactly. Yeah. Wasn't that John three fourteen? I. I that is so. incredible. So Neil, Neil, what's your is, anniversary? Neil, my anniversary is June tenth. June tenth. Right, hold on one second. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. I'll be with Goomba Johnny and uh, Freddie Rubino. Oh, yeah, Johnny, he's great. At the at the Buttonwood Manor in Matawan. Oh, great. <laughs> Say hello to Freddie for me. I'll just get a chance to plug. I got to okay. take one again. June 10th. <laughs> All right. Here's the joke. June 10th, 1692. Yes. Bridget Bishop is burned in the first Salem witch trial. She emphatically denies being a witch. Bitch, maybe. Witch, no way. Hey, who do I have to turn into a frog before they rev up the AC in here? Is it just me? Okay. The first joke was better. Uh, I mean, you know what? That was good. I like you know, that. All right. You know, the whole thing in the book is that these are very quick. You know, these are like, it's a quick read. Yes. It's a quick joke book. <laughs> and it's just. Uh, it would know. take longer if there were laughs. And, <laughs> but it's a very quick read. I get it that. It is a yes. quick read. We especially put in jokes. But that's basically. Uh, I like that idea. Together. Okay. High history. Um, you know, you put it all together with, with Michael writing. Michael's a great writer also. He's mm -hmm. an excellent writer. And uh, Ron Bo Phillips. Everybody has different... Ron Bo Phillips Ron wrote this as well? Ron Bo Phillips. Ron Bo Phillips? Yeah. That's his, uh, yeah. his yeah. middle name is Bo. Oh, his name, oh, okay. Ron Bo Phillips. And he is a writer also. He was the fourth writer. Of the okay. Book. Nice. Okay. Yeah. So, so now, Neil, tell me your version of this story. Okay. It's pretty much like, like what he, Joey said. He, you know, he had the idea. All right. And then he laid back and let three other guys do the work. <laughs> <laughs> that's, the, that's the more believable, truthful version. Yeah, I like that Darn one it. better. Yes. Yeah. What happened? What happened? Well, that was funny. A lot of funny things happened, but what happened? Not in the book, but right. you know, behind the scenes. Anyway, um, Mike Morris, who is involved with a lot of projects, he got onto a very hot podcast, and he had to stop doing the illustrations midway. The Miserable so Men with Bob Levy. Levy. 
Yeah, Miserable Men and his, you know, his live show, all, all kinds of okay. stuff. Very, very, good. very big stuff happened with my. So anyway, um, I had to get another illustrator. Right. And it turns out the best guy I got was uh, in South Africa. I found him on the website Fiverr. You get stuff for five. Well, you used to get stuff for five bucks. Now it's more expensive. Anyway, he his name was also Mike. His name is Mike Crumbs from South Africa. Mm-hmm. And his drawings are almost indistinguishable from Mike Morris's. It's unbelievable, this coincidence we've had with this book. Not that. And, uh, yeah, so he completed the illustrations book. So, uh, so he's got yeah. a doppelganger. It's a fun project. I mean, you know, you never know what's going to happen with a project, right? You right. Do a project, you have some fun. But what happened with this was um, it went live on Amazon, I think January 25th. So I just happened to look to see, you know, what was going on with it. And it was the number one new joke book release on Amazon. I couldn't believe it. Really? So, uh, yeah, yeah, really. People like it. People like it. How about that? We're going to get good. our sales numbers soon. I'm, it's a great idea. It's a great idea to just take a day okay. and write a joke about every day. And it will make a exactly. great... So we looked into five, we looked into the five monologue topics that you see on late night TV. So, it was, right. you know... Um, Trump, 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 and Trump. Yeah, we know. You know well, that's all they talk about on late night. Yeah, quite honestly, we. Well, you know what we did? We stayed away from. I good. Too. You know, I steer clear of controversy. So we had one Trump joke, but we didn't bash him much. You know, we talked about his hair. We didn't want to alienate half the population. You know, like the politicians do. They don't get it. They alienate the other side completely. But we wanted it to be a fun book for people. It's a good birthday book too, because you know, as you, you know, as you said just now, um, you know, it gives your birthday, and people like to. Uh, Look at the, uh, they look up their anniversaries. It's it's a great toilet book, you know. Exactly. Absolutely, exactly. as a matter of fact, you've actually you actually designed it like the top of the, the toilet tank and cover, and it, and it, it sits it there fits exactly majestically, on the back of the toilet. right? As a matter of fact, for those that hide their drugs in the tank, the book is waterproof, and you could put them in there, and no problem. And it is one of the uh, features of the book is the uh, strength of the pages. The strength of the, the pages, of the yes. Pages. Yeah. The, so the Real fortitude of those pages, yes. This is, um, uh, you know, one of the things in putting this together was getting four people to work together and actually work together successfully from all different parts of the country. Like Neil's in Florida, mm-hmm. Ron is in California, Mike and I are in New Jersey. Right. So we would have like monthly meetings on Zoom is really, we wrote, we wrote this mostly uh, during COVID. So that was, it was also a lot of fun. You wrote this during COVID? Yeah. That was uh, one of the, this was my COVID project. Oh, okay. This is basically, that's uh, pretty good. I should have all the the guys wearing masks on the front. I like that. That was basically my COVID uh, project. But like I said, if it wasn't for Neil, because mm-hmm. I'm a procrastinator, so and I'm I'm proud of that. And if it wasn't for Neil, this wouldn't have gotten done because Neil was the guy who kind of pushed and pushed and pushed and made sure that you know that this got done. And now that I'm looking at this, Neil, I'm sorry that you actually pushed to get this done. I have to <laughs> see. Say I'm thinking well. of like four guys work on Sergeant Pepper. You know that that that's a meeting. Yeah. You four with ha ha history. I don't know. All right, hold on. We got. I got to take a break. Neil, I'm going to put you on hold. I got to hit New Jersey 101.5 fast track every 15 minutes on New Jersey 101.5. Steve Trevely's ha 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 history is the name. A book. That was two highs, an extra high. No, we got two ha-has, yes. Ha-ha History is the name of the book. And uh, Joey Novick is here, and Neil Berliner is in Florida, but he's here by phone, and they wrote the book along with Mike Morse and another guy. Who uh, who's the other guy? Ron Bo Phillips. The other guy. Ron Bo Phillips. He's recuperating in, he's recuperating in California now. So oh, really? Yes. We were going to do a live show at the Greenwich Village Comedy Club for the yeah. book. Oh yeah, a few weeks ago, but Ron, yeah, but Ron was going to fly out from California for it. It's going to be a big show. How about that? We're going to reschedule. 
Yeah. And instead, you're on a phone call in Ewing, New Jersey, right? <laughs> the, the the scope of comedy. Yeah, we live in an amazing world with regard to that. Yeah, there's another guy that's been that's been doing um, uh, uh, TikTok videos for us, doing impressions. Really? Jason Scoop. Yes. Uh, has been doing was for about a month and a half. He does great impressions, absolutely incredible impressions. He was doing one video a day of each joke for that day. But di- How, you mean like he would take the joke and produce it into a video, and like it act it out? With- <laughs> Just the thing about Jason is he can impersonate. I'm sorry. No, no, I'm saying he does Trump. He does Sebastian Maniscalco. He does, um, oh, God, he does George Bush. He does does any comedian you can imagine, any politician on the scene, on on the major, you know, national scene. He's amazing, this kid. All right, let me, I'm going to throw some dates out. Oh, sure. no, no, All right, no. And anybody want to call in with a date? one 800 You call in with your birthday. You call in with a date. We'll give you a joke. You give us a date. We'll give you a joke. March 14th. As long as it's not March 14th. Not, yeah, March 14th has already been taken. March 14th has already yeah. been taken. But uh, now, now. March 14th will ever be known as Steve Trevely's Day. Exactly. From now on. Exactly. <laughs> Schools will be closed. Schools will be closed. Well, my, tribute to Steve Trevelis. My father's birthday was January 15th. There you go. And he was very happy when it became Martin Luther King Day. Because it would just be he got, you got to there you go. grab onto those coattails. I think that's great. Ryan Bissell, when is your birthday? When are you talking into a microphone that I can't hear? It doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> this is Green Acres. So do we All right, have- Ryan, when, when, when is your birthday, Ryan? Uh, we got August 30th. August 30th. What do we got for August Everybody 30th? Has a birthday. Uh, August 30th. Oh, no, and then after, oh, it's your mother's yeah, birthday. And then after that, when my mother's birthday is to go on April 1st. Oh, oh that's got to be a birthday. good, you got August, a really good joke on August, that. August 30th, 1146, European leaders outlaw the crossbow, intending to end war for all time. Spoiler <laughs> alert, it didn't work. Ah. So, there you go. It did try, though. All right, all right. April 1st, hold on, I gotta get to the page. Hold on. April 1st, I got it right here. Got it? Yeah. I got it, I got it. Go ahead. Okay, another, um, this is another illustration joke. April 1st, 1889, the first dishwashing machine is marketed. Millions of husbands say, I already have a dishwashing machine, her. That night throughout the U.S., adult male visits to emergency rooms. (laughs) <laughs> That's very good. There you go. There you, you go. See that? We got to laugh out of the studio. Okay. So like doing, see, so far, your birthday is the only one that didn't joke. get the biggest laugh. I mean, well, I just want yeah. to say. Just how, how about this one? How about go this ahead. one? February 14th, my wife's birthday. Okay. Valentine's Day. Oh, Valentine's Day. Ooh, that's you gotta a get nice birthday to have. Tell me about it. She gets the left shoe for a birthday and the I'm right shoe for saying, Valentine's Day. How much money do you, I guess, did you ask her what her birthday was before you asked her to marry you so you could save her a couple of No, months? she told me what her she birthday was when it was time to give her a ring. February 14th. February 14th. 1982, February 14th. Night of 100 Stars takes place at New York City's Radio City Music Hall. Although since Danny DeVito is one of the performers, it really should have been called Night of 99 and a Half Stars. Ah, right. <laughs> there we go. Okay. Uh, you know, you make know, it fun of a New Jersey institution. We take a risk. That's right good. I like that. All right. Oh, Danny DeVito. It wasn't a Taylor Ham joke. You know, it wasn't a Taylor Ham joke. <laughs> hey, one thing. Yes. Well, I'll say one thing about the book, though. We've been getting a lot of calls and texts from, like, uh, history teachers. They're saying that. You know, it's a good way to teach history to kids to inject humor into history. Because when I was a kid, oh, yeah. like, first of all, I hated history. I was a science math guy. Right. And um, I hated history. It was all memorizing dates and wars and all that stuff. 
But with this book, it sort of you know makes it more personal and interesting. And if you think about your best teacher, let's say like in high school, at, at any time of your education, right? The best teacher you probably had was like a probably a funny person, you know, who made oh god, yeah, absolutely interesting, possibly through humor, you know. Definitely. Oh, so, yeah, a lot of history teaching stands pretty good tool, actually. I just found another Danny DeVito joke. Another, another Danny, Danny DeVito, DeVito joke. joke. Okay. November 17th, 2018. Danny DeVito Day is celebrated in Asbury Park, New Jersey. Ironically, they didn't pick December 21st, which is the shortest day of the year. Ah. <laughs> so, so what Joey just did is showcase our lack of um, originality by using two jokes on the same topic. Thanks, Joey. Yeah, <laughs> but they got laughs. This is this is the important thing. Yeah. We only repeated one person's joke, and it was DeVito, and you had to find that. So one There's a fourth joke. But no, what about, did Joe DeVito have a joke in there? What about the, from the gut felt about Joe? We like him. Yeah, with Joe. Yeah, he, they, he, uh, he, I watch Taxi every night. Yeah. It's on midnight on uh, a new channel. It used to be the Decades channel, mm -hmm. and now it's called the Catchy Comedy Channel. Is that right? It's on 238. And do you think, could that be made today? Well, taxi? Taxi. Absolutely. Why Absolutely. not? It could be Why wouldn't you make taxi? No, no, but all, all of the shows that we're talking about earlier, yeah. you're talking about, oh, that couldn't be made, that couldn't be made. But I'm sure if... I'm surprised somebody hasn't tried to redo it. Yeah. You know, like a lot of those, because they, they redid Hawaii Five-0. Yeah. They didn't need... It was, I liked it. They didn't yeah. need to recall it Hawaii Five-0. They could have just made it a detective show. It would have worked. Yeah. But they needed to, uh, you know, reinvent Hawaii Five-0. You know... You know what would work, though? Yeah. Cheers. Cheers would probably work. You have, you could still have Norman Cliff at the bar, right? Yeah. You know, Norman Cliff at the bar. And that would work because... Uh, get Ted Danson out of the mayor's office, Mr. Yeah. Mayor, that yeah. horse crap, Terrible. and just <laughs> put him in, uh, and put him back at the bar, have Rhea Perlman at the, you know, at the way, at the waitress, get a, get a hot server, a hot bartender, young. There you go. Produced by Steve Trevor. Norman Cliffy at the, right? And, and, what do you think? Neil Wright? And that, that I would think work. If they did taxi, or they'd have to call it Lyft now, I guess. Yeah, really. Uber. <laughs> we're, we're doing Uber. <laughs> All right, Joey. The name of the book is Ha Ha History. And if people Three separate words on Amazon. Three separate words yeah. on Amazon. Ha, ha, as, as Joey would say, Ha Ha History. Ha Ha History. It's going to be the, is, will I, be the sequel, all Jewish humor. Were yeah. you guys going to be doing any signings or anything? Well, I am going to be doing yeah, a well, signing yeah. sometime in June at the Act Two Bookstore in Flemington. Mm -hmm. uh, I think we were picking a date. Uh, it may be June twenty fourth, twenty fifth. Oh, June twenty fifth. Hold on. Oh, I just, I just. What do we have for June twenty uh, fifth? Just we'll go go uh, to right. I got to do the news after this. I, we're going to do the news right after this. This is news. This is, this June twenty fifth, sixteen thirty. The fork is entry. Oh, I can't do that one. No, on the air. No, 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 no. <laughs> you'll have to, you'll have to go to Act Two and get that joke. There you go. All right, Joey. <laughs> Neil, thanks for coming on, my friend. Thanks, Steve. Great, great having us on. Thank you. I appreciate it. You got it. All right, Joey. Ha Ha History available on Amazon. And uh, Chad Roberson available right here. Every 15 minutes on New Jersey 101.5. We got three guys in here. No one got the fun joke. That's okay. All right. <laughs> Thank you. No, don't give me the gratuitous laughter. Ha uh Ha -huh. Yeah, I knew it. I knew it. No, you didn't. All right. Joey Novick is in the house. Ha ha history. Yep. Ha ha history. And uh, Ryan Bissell is here. That's gone. And that can only mean one thing, if I'm not mistaken. I've got news for you. Excellent news. Now it's time for headlines and trev lines. I read the news today. Oh, boy. Doctor, doctor, give 
Jersey. As Steve comments on the headlines of New Jersey. Brace yourself, folks. For mind-blowing news. As only Steve can. What the I was thinking the same thing, Ryan. Well, if you're tired of missing out on those pesky digital coupons, New Jersey has a new bill that's just for you. Um, they're going to be making it uh, borderline illegal to have uh, digital-only coupons. Um, what? So we're living in a really tough economy, uh, according to uh, Charles Bell, who appeared before the Assembly of New Jersey Citizens Action, right. uh, on behalf of New Jersey Citizen Action. Uh, and he's saying that uh, New Jersey con- consumers are trying to make every dollar count. And because digital coupons are barred to only people who can utilize technology, it's not a fair system. So now... They're really? Ma- yeah. So now they're making it so that all digital coupons have to also be offered in a physical form at the store for really? consumers to pick up. Yeah. Interesting. Why? You know what? That's not my problem if you can't get my coupon. I'm giving... I think it's ridiculous. All all television has to be both on regular television and on the web now. That isn't... I'm kidding. I'm just making... It already It's kind of is. I mean, well, the the, the thing with the television, you have to have... Of free television, the yeah. government mandates that you have to have. Uh, that's why they they had to flip the TV channels to HD. So, like, uh, you have to buy an antenna, but you have the free channels have to be made available to you. But you know, right now we have, and and talking about this thing with the coupons, I mm-hmm. I can understand that from a point of view of maybe some people don't have the technology. But it's not my problem. Point, I mean, if know. the store gives a coupon. Yeah. Then the store gives a coupon. You figure out how to get it. Yeah. And if you want to, you know, if you want to get somebody with a coupon to print it out to you. So you're telling me I can't afford a computer. So how am I supposed to get this? The newspaper is going to drop it off? Yeah. The store is going to mail it to me? How am I going to get it? Um, I don't know. I'd assume they're just going to have them. It says that they need to be provided somewhere physically within the store. I assume that they might bring back those. You remember those weird little printers they'd set up in like every other aisle and you'd walk up and. and well, they like, got circulars. Oh, they, they do. Yeah, yeah, they got. Maybe they can you put them there. In, yeah. You, if you go into CVS, they have like a machine there, and you hit the button, and it comes right out. Yeah, yeah. yeah and you name. see them in every store. Or, that's so stupid. Or what they could do is just lower the prices so people don't need coupons. Nah, yeah, we can't do that. That, that, would, that yeah. would never work. That would be wacky. <laughs> yeah, that would never work. Just. Yeah. Um, you know, you can get ten cents off. Why don't you just lower the price for ten cents, and that way, I well, just buy the product. That's as sim- that's as silly as you know. You know all those bags that we're uh, not giving you anymore, right? And all those reusable bags we don't know what to do with. Why not just give out the reusable bag when right. you buy something and, and solve I, the problem? And I yeah. feel like a criminal when I get a coffee at Wawa's and I ask for a straw. Because they used to have the straw, you just take the straw. Now you have to ask some guy for a straw. So I'm getting a straw anyway. But yeah. now I feel like I'm, oh, excuse me, can I have a straw? I feel like Columbo. Can I get a straw? If this had been the 80s, they'd yeah. have solved the Coke problem. Yeah, there you go. Right there. <laughs> right. right. I don't even know where to go with that one. Uh, <laughs> companies offering cash for couch potatoes willing to uh, watch all 10 Fast and Furious movies. No, they wouldn't actually be Fast and Furious. They'd be more like <laughs> slow and lethargic as they sit there. Long and drawn out. Yeah, exactly. They would be fat and fluffy. Yeah, really. Yeah. Fat and fluffy. The not fat so much furious. The fat and fluffy going to watch the Fast and the Furious. Good one, Joey. You can pass the pizza again, please. I'd like another slice. So, I'll take the 
Finance Buzz, which is a website that offers informational tips and recommendations about money, uh, has put out a call for Fast and Furious Claims Adjuster to take notes uh, on the damages of all the car crashes in the more than 20 hours of the franchise's films. What, are they going to get Jake from State Farm to Italian? (laughs) (laughs) So they'll they'll get $1,000 plus $100 to cover streaming fees. And then you'll just, I guess, sit there and then take, you know, record of all the different accidents and all the things that happen in the movie and then report that. Really? So like, like work. Imagine doing that for like a superhero movie. Like Spider-Man grabs onto a car and you're like, oh, man. Uh-oh, there is another one. Good. <laughs> Every chase scene. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Okay. You ever think about that when you're watching those superhero movies? Like they're like, I'm saving the city. And then like another skyscraper goes well, down. Oh, yeah. They don't even notice that. See, but that's what I loved about the Marvel Universe is they actually worked that in to the thing. Like, oh, the superheroes were there and they messed up Bedova, whatever the name of that oh, city was. The, um, and yeah, I remember the that. The Sokovia Accord or something yeah, like that, Sokovia, right? Sokovia, whatever it was. And then they like disappeared. Right. And they just... <laughs> Disappear. Wasn't that where the Marx Brothers ended up in Sokovia? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was Fredonia. Hell, hell, Fredonia. Sokovia, yeah. There is Spider-Man coming down. There he is. Interesting. All right, what else we got? Um, fans at a Taylor Swift Nashville concert, uh, after being delayed for four hours in a rainstorm, finally got to see her perform. But during that time while they were waiting, fans were throwing up and getting sick and passing out and all sorts of stuff, dude. So they were playing Air Supply, and <laughs> wow, they were waiting for the Barry Manilow So it was like a Joey Nova comedy show. There you go, right? The Joey Nova tapes were brought out. It was like I was on stage. So yeah. what can I say? So, so the, the concert was supposed to, well, they were forced to shelter around 540, mm-hmm. and they stood there until about 930 when Taylor Swift finally came out, and she wound up performing from about 10 p.m., it says, till about 2 in the morning. Oh, Wait a minute. Nice. From 5.30 till 9.30, they sat in the rain. For four hours. And then she came out and went for four hours. For with, for four hours with no openers. So um, wow. the one of the openers wasn't just wasn't able to perform. And I guess they told the other person, sorry. Um, and instead of doing the regular three-hour show she would do, I guess that she threw in, you know, another, you know, handful That's of really songs. Nice, huh? That's that is yeah. really nice, That's a class act, That's you like uh, Taylor Swiftstein. She's doing four-hour shows. Four hour uh, shows. <laughs> that is not bad. That is actually very nice. Of, to I saw Eddie Money yeah. once yeah. at Great Adventure, and it was pouring rain, mm. and they canceled the show at the Great Arena. Yeah. And my, uh, my my girlfriend, who's now my wife, we go, we have dinner, the best of the West. We come out, and we hear a noise coming from the Great Arena, and it's raining. And we go in in the pouring rain, and there's Eddie on stage with a group of people at the front of the stage. And with the rain coming down, he has no microphone, and he's just up there singing. And people are going, <laughs> I was like, what a class freaking act. That is That's a, incredible. That is, that is amazing for fans to, uh, that, that is amazing for him to be so hard up for an audience. What a great guy. Sad. That's uh, just sad. No, I'm kidding. That no, is incredible. Yeah, I mean, how about that? Hold on. 1-800-283-101.5. Steve Trevelis. And uh, Ryan Bissell is here. How's And Joey Novick is here. Hey, how are you? The name of the book is Ha Ha History. Yes, it is. You don't want to laugh at history? Hey, we got the book for you. It's on Amazon.com. Ha Ha History. Amazon.com. And how much? Uh, 15 bucks. That's all. Only 15 Mother's Day is well, coming. I've been reading it. We're going to lower the price, but that's, uh, no, I'm right. kidding. 
But it's also on uh, the uh, Walmart books. So Walmart books. It, uh, really? Yeah. Look at you. You're getting yeah, everywhere, yeah. right? Yeah. And you're going, you on the tap into Farmington, right? Into How's Farmington? that doing? Yeah. We're uh, looking out um, about to uh, purchase a uh, possibly another tap into. Another tap, right? Looking. Can't tell is you where it is tap? yet, but um, okay. another place. So uh, I'm becoming a media mogul. All right. Media mogul. Joey Novick is here. Uh, Ryan, what else we got in the news? Um Billionaire tech bro Peter Thiel, who's one of the co-founders of uh, PayPal, uh-huh. said that he is going to have his body cryogenically frozen when he oh. dies. Okay. Oh. So, Ted Williams. <laughs> yeah, so actually, yes. Hey, Walt. Hey, Ted. There's Ted Williams, uh, John Henry Williams, who is his uh, one of his sons. Mm-hmm. And there's also, uh, when he dies, uh, it says here, Seth MacFarlane also would like to have his body cryogenically Seth frozen. Seth MacFarlane is going to freeze himself? According to... The Go voice. freeze yourself. Okay. <laughs> I'm trying to picture all the different family guy voices. Yeah, like, really. There are different imagine. takes on that. Like, the whole oh, the fam- fat man's really going to get himself frozen. It'll be frozen family it's guy. It's cold in, it's cold in here. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little chilly. Cough. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, Tucker Carlson is going to be hosting. He's not going to be frozen. He's not going to be frozen. not going to be frozen. Okay. Uh, well, he was frozen off the air. Yeah. Um, oh. They, they froze him right out of Fox. Or actually, no, he was fired. He was the yes. opposite of frozen. Um, so Tucker Carlson's going to be hosting a show on Twitter after being fired from Fox News. Can you host a show on Twitter? No, but, uh, if, but what's his name uh, uh, sent out a press release saying that they've cut no deal with him? Really? What's his name? Who's the guy? Um, Elon Musk? Yeah, Elon Musk said, no, no, we didn't cut a deal with him. He just yeah, announced it. would be a bad that, idea so. to cut a yeah. deal with him. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I didn't know. Could you? I didn't know you could host a show on Twitter. Yeah, I didn't realize either. So he uploaded a, a short video earlier to kind of go right. into uh, details, talking about it a little bit. And uh, it doesn't seem like there's too much information yet about how the specifics of how that's going to be done. But um, he's going to be hosting his show uh, from from there. I guess he's going to be uploading clips of himself. I guess they're going to. I guess you know Elon Musk is going to open the gates on what uh, he's allowed. Well, to you post. can do that. I mean, not yeah, anybody can do that. In fact, you know, in fact, let me make an announcement right now. I'm going to have my Joey's own show on, his own show on Twitter. Twitter having, yes. But it can only be a it's good for him because it can only be 140 words. So right, that's uh, that'll work out. <laughs> but you know me. what? Yeah. I mean, you think about it. If you're a guy as powerful as a Tucker Carlson, yeah. just yeah. name recognition, you can do whatever you like. Well, you could be vertical. You could have your own app. Yeah. And you could do your show on your app. And then people will download your app. And you will now get all the money. You don't need to make a deal with anybody. Yeah, but you and then you keep... sell your time on your show. Yeah. right? Well, you got to convince people then to, to get a whole other app on their phone. You know, want to get a Who whole... Who wouldn't do that? You know what? It's I free. You I... download an app. Yeah, get... too many I mean, apps. think of all the apps people download anyway. There's too many of them. I agree, but there's there's probably a lot of... You ever see that thing on your phone where it'll tell you, yeah, you know, we can clean out your phone and yeah, a yeah. lot of these apps disappear because stuff that's been... That you downloaded on the spur of the moment uh-huh. and would probably get rid of. But if I, it's... Um, but think of it this way. If it's something that... See, if you're a Tucker Carlson fan uh-huh. and you can now have him on your phone, then you would download the app because mm-hmm. that would be the way you'd be able to listen to him all the time. He'd get all, he gets all he the gets time. The he gets all the money. Yeah. And uh, that was, I, a guy uh, like th- of that magnitude would be, I have an app, be the way to uh, go. I have an app that comes and clean out my windows uh, twice a week. So oh, yeah. uh, just uh, uh, yeah. kind of funny. That. Well, here's, yeah. the, here's yeah. the kicker on all that, though, with the... Uh, when uh, asked a f- for a Fox uh, comment, they got nothing. And when asked uh, Twitter for a comment about this, they received a poop emoji back. 
There you go. All right. A great job by you. A great job by you. Ha ha history. And uh, tomorrow night we shall do this all over again. Thank you. This has been the Steve Travelly Show on demand. Check out the latest from Steve on our free app or nj1015.com. New Jersey 101.